guys, welcome or welcome back to our podcast. This is BMB Anime with your host, I guess, Blue, and my fabulous co-host. Uh, I hate my life. <laughs> That's rebuilding, Brad. rebuilding this studio from scratch after unnecessary dick noises has been so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I guess oh. we all want the update on um, the hearing of the dick noises because of the last episode. Um, uh, you hadn't heard them, you didn't hear about them in the episode, and I, I spoke about them, and you were all confused, so I want to yeah. know. Yeah, so can confirm there are unnecessary dick noises, <laughs> and due to, if you didn't catch the update at the end of the last episode, the gods of anime were not pleased with my missing of the unnecessary dick noises. <laughs> They destroyed the save file after episode 13. They're like, no, screw you. You gotta, you gotta figure out the answer. And <laughs> I, uh, Blue was right. Dick slapping. So much dick slapping. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I, I just, I, I don't know if I just have like a dirtier mind than most, but I, was watching that after binging the anime it was probably like 3 a.m and that came up on the screen and i just lost it it was the funniest thing i was trying to be quiet because there are other people that live in my house and i could not be quiet i was dead i was dying it was (laughs) a time so it was like that clip i sent you earlier of what i sent you on discord of Mm -hmm. rim Mm-hmm. Like, I was at work, and I could not stop laughing. I was <laughs> laughing my ever-loving ass off over that. That just tickled me so oh, much. Yeah. yeah, so uh, for, for context to that, yeah, Brad sent me a video on dis- Discord earlier today um, of a fan dub um, slash edit slash kind of crack video, I guess, um, of, uh, of Rem um, and Subaru, um, and it... It's very funny if you wanted to describe it, Brad. Um, so basically the whole premise of the actual show is Subaru loves Amelia. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one, Subaru, he has some, uh, he has some feelings for a certain cat boy. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, uh, and Rem is not too pleased about that because she's, Yo. it's like the scene of her admitting her love to him. And he's like, I'm sorry. I can't love you. I'd love somebody else. And she's like, who, who do you love? I'm uh, like, I'm sure it's somebody that's lovely and, and sweet and kind and, and, but still, like, I support you and I, I care for you. And then he says who it is. And he, and she's just like, of all people. No, this is not happening. You are not allowed to. And then she goes on her murdering spree. It's very funny. And I do recommend that you check it out. If we could, like, what's the name uh, of the I'll video? Post, do you- uh, I'm not sure. I think it's like ReZero. I love dot, dot, dot. It's on YouTube. If you search ReZero Abridged, I promise you, you'll find it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's ReZero Abridged short. Um, I love and then dot, 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 because I can't see the full, the full thing. Uh, no, it, no, it is just dot, dot, dot. Is like, it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's dot, literally okay. what it is. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. That's that's the, the name for, for YouTube, the YouTube video. 
But yeah, so the reason we had to cut it in two episodes, not because we decided that it needed to be two episodes, because that would have carried on for ages. No, unnecessary dick noises just absolutely caused our recording studio to just be absolutely demolished. So I've been rebuilding the studio all this week. Yep. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, it was was a struggle. uh, But, you know, Brad's very good at choosing paint colors. um, So it went better than expected. Very good at choosing paint colors. Blue just sat in the corner in her chair with her lemonade and maple syrup and I was just supervised. like, get to work. Get to work, peasant. Yeah, I, I, I was supervising, okay? It, it was a great time. You couldn't have done it without me. No, no, I, I could not have. No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess uh, we don't have any news this week because it hasn't been that long between this recording and the last recording. But what have you been up to, Brad? I have Other been than doing building the studio. Yeah. No, no. Re- rebuilding this has been all the work that I've been able to get done this week. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I've had uh, work stuff mm-hmm. going on. I had to go back home to Chattanooga to pick up some stuff. And also my bank card got canceled because I tried to buy some cloak stuff at 3 a.m. whenever it <laughs> dropped. And my bank was like, no, no, bad. You're not allowed. This is fraudulent. And I shouldn't have gotten a phone call at 3 a.m. whenever I place this. But no, my security monitoring people were like, hey, so listen, you're trying to buy this stuff at 3 a.m. And I'm like, I purchase from these people at least once a month. My closet of T-shirts is nothing but cloak. I buy from them. Why? Why would you cancel my card and make me have to drive oh. two and a half hours to get another one? Why? Oh. That's fun. That's so much no. fun. I, um, I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love banks. They're great. Great oh, yeah, fun. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's mainly what I've been up to this week. What about you? What have you been up to? Oh, nothing too special. Uh, lots of work stuff, same as you. Um, although today I did venture out to Walmart amongst the uh, survivalists that are trying to go out there for all of the supplies that they need. Um, and uh, yeah, I went to go get some face wash. And um, the face wash that I got is a new brand that I haven't tried before. Um, and I opened it up and used it when I got home. And it smells exactly like pseudo creme, um, which is a like uh, moisturizing, soothing cream. Um, it's like a, I don't know, it's just like a balm thing um, that I used to use when I lived in England. So I was probably around like eight, and I used to have really severe eczema or eczema if you're American. Um, <laughs> and uh, yes, yes, I, I am familiar. I deal with severe eczema, so yes, yeah, yeah. So that was the brand that I used to use. Had it all down my legs, and I was just hit with this really, really strong nostalgia wave, and it was just like a just like a transportation back into that period of time of my life and it was really strong i was like whoa <laughs> so yeah, oh, yeah. I, I had like a like, a full-on blip back to my eight-year-old self it was a i under i can understand that completely mm. like it's weird how smells can just trigger oh yeah those receptors in the brain to mm. where it's just like whoa i've been taken back yeah <laughs> sometimes good sometimes bad the last time i went to knoxville with mm-hmm. Walker, we were walking around McKay's, which is like our used book, CD, movie, used everything mm-hmm. store, basically. Mm-hmm. And I just got hit or got hit of a smell. And I was like, whoa, these are memories I don't want to remember. Go away. Oh, 
Yeah, no, I I have quite strong. Yeah, scent is probably my biggest like memory trigger. Ow, I just hit myself in the headphone and just like hit my ear out. That's fun. Um, Good job. I'm so proud. Good right. job. Major talent. Um, uh, but like <laughs> lavender and roses for me smell like England. And mm. fresh rain, obviously. <laughs> it's England. It's always raining. Um, and then um, seaweed also smells like England for me. Uh, but then this was That's one. Interesting. Yeah, but this was one that I wasn't um, expecting, and because obviously I hadn't tried this face wash before. But it, it, and I honestly didn't think to remember the cream that I used on my eczema. <laughs> like <laughs> that was a really strange connection for me. But yeah, it was super, super strong, and I just remember, like, I was transported directly back into my bedroom. Um, yeah, it was it was in like autumn time. Because that's when the the rainy season really starts kicking in. It does rain through the summer, but like as soon as you hit kind of November, that's when the rain starts coming out properly. Um, and I used to wear like wool blend tights to school, mm-hmm. and then I would go down um, the road, which is called Water Lane, very appropriate. Um, and the uh, uh, cars would drive by because obviously it was a two way road, but there were cars parked on both sides of the road, and it was a between like Tudor buildings, so the road was like probably about the size of your average bedroom in width Mm -hmm. um and then there were cars parked on either side and then it was a two-way road so it was really really small with these towering tudor buildings on either side so they couldn't expand the road or whatever because they're all historical buildings um and uh, and then of course it was raining and the puddles would form all along the side of the road and and uh, then these cars would drive by early morning to drop the kids off at school and you would get splashed and because I was wearing wool tights, then they would get wet and then they would get itchy and then it would just like really exacerbate my eczema a lot more. Um, my eczema on my legs has actually gone since moving to Canada because it's so different in climate. Uh, but I do get eczema on my hands now, which is actually a different form of eczema due to how dry it is. So that's fun. See, that's one thing that's been similar to <clears throat> my move Mm-hmm. to where I'm at now, it's a higher elevation. So mm-hmm. it's bothered the eczema on my scalp a lot more because I only get it on my scalp mm. and in my beard. Mm. Interesting. So that's why I've basically went completely bald versus like at least letting my hair grow out a little bit because mm-hmm. it's just so bad mm-hmm. since I moved up here. I can't stand it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I used to always get it from the wool tights on my legs, but yeah, I'm glad that that's gone and, and that I don't have to wear wool tights anymore. That's nice. Uh, school uniforms. Uh, you see, thankfully, we didn't have to deal with that. We had like a dress code, mm-hmm. which was polos and khakis, but oh, okay. that's about it. Yeah, when I emigrated to Canada, we didn't have any kind of dress code other than just like um, your shorts have to go past your fingertips and you can't wear a strap that is like three fingers wide or something. Like it has to be wider than three fingers. And then it's like four fingers down from the collarbone for like cleavage. Um, And then like no crop tops. (laughs) And that was pretty much it for And then it was like also, yeah, no t-shirts with like slogans. It's like, fuck you or whatever. (laughs) 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 But, like, if you didn't get that one, you're a bit thick. <laughs> like, it, I don't know what school would allow yeah. that. Yeah. Um, oh, I have one really stupid story um, about that. My vice principal, 
used to get so angry about the boys wearing their trousers really low and their with their boxes hanging out. Mm-hmm. So he told all of them that if he spotted five more boys that week wearing their trousers around their ankles, he would go out and buy a pair of trousers too big and wear his around like they would wear theirs. Um, and he was, uh, for, to paint the picture, he was a, probably about 45 when I was in school. Um, a, a larger man, a man on, on the larger side, um, bald with a big bushy beard. Um, and he was a, he was a very jolly fellow, but he was not, um, uh, one that you could really push around very much. Like he was pretty solid in his, in his ways. Uh, but he was so funny and he went out and he bought these, um, pineapple banana boxes. Um, and, <laughs> and he hitched them up so high that they were like, he tucked the, his shirt into the boxes and then, and then wore these jeans that were like barely hanging on. They were Oh, they needed a raise and not just like <laughs> pulling them up, if you know what I mean. And he wore them like that for like a week. And uh, <laughs> afterwards, none of the boys wore their trousers around their ankles anymore. They all p- pulled them up, got proper belts on because they didn't want to be dealing with seeing the vice principal like that anymore. <laughs> it, was a, it was a funny time. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. I love it. So yeah, I guess we ought to just uh, jump right in, considering we've got no no anime news. The only thing I could think of to actually count as news mm. that I can't remember if I mentioned in the last one or not, but the Konosuba film mm-hmm. is coming to Crunchyroll on March 25th. Oh. So I, that'll I don't be something to watch. That. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that as well. Very much so. Um, I also yes. know that... Konosuba is great. I love oh, yeah, it so agreed. much. Um, I do also know that quite a few conventions um, across the world have also been um, cancelled or postponed um, for like anime themed stuff. So, uh, but that's like, there's so many to list there that it's like, you can't even, I mean, the big ones, the Tokyo one, the LA one, all of those have been cancelled. Um, but I also think that like most local ones are getting cancelled as well. So yeah, the biggest cancellation that's happened between the last one and this one, like overall wise, is E3 has been canceled. Mm. So all of our big game releases and potentially the unveiling of the PlayStation 5 has, yeah. will probably be moved digitally. I know, I think Ubisoft released yeah. a statement saying they're going to try to find a way to do it digitally this year so that way everybody can at least see the presentation it's just not going to be live in front yeah. of the convention center this go around yeah i i also think that there was supposed to be some kind of trailer or um at least like a, a pre-trailer or something for the sims 5 because that was only recently announced um a couple of months ago and i think that they were going to at least talk about it or do some kind of presentation or something on the early stages um of that uh, but I don't think that's going to happen either. And I think it's so early that they might just not talk about anything according to that now and um, just wait for the next launch because obviously they're not planning on actually launching it into like 2022 or something. So still early days. No, 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 no. Knowing EA, you're going to have to pay like $25 just for early access to potentially <laughs> be able to view that trailer or you can pay $50 for the season pass. 
Yeah, you're so that way to, you get all access to all the right. trailers. You don't have to go to the conventions, or if you do go to the conventions, you get a five percent <laughs> discount because it's like paying for Origin access. Oh yeah, um, except for the fact that if you want to see the exclusive trailers, you're gonna have to pay for a microtransaction. Oh yeah, it's like twenty bucks per trailer. Mm-hmm. So best yeah. of luck. Yeah, and then there's a <laughs> there's a um, stuff pack that you can also get with it as well, where it's like a, they can send you home with um, uh, a nice sticker, and it costs you fifty bucks. <laughs> we both love sims like we're we're not hating on them too much (laughs) too much yeah no i love i love the games that they produce it's just annoying that you have to pay for everything you know but anyways literally everything yeah let's uh let's dive right into it with episode 14 is it 14 i can't remember no it's 14 it's 14. It so let's dive right into it. Back into episode 14. So a uh, quick review of episode 13, which is where we left off of the previous one. Um, the self-proclaimed knight, uh, just basically where Subaru claimed that he was Amelia's knight, um, insulted the knights, and then had a huge fight and was beat senseless. Um, big cringe episode. Big cringe. Be prepared for a lot episode. of cringe. Like if you feel people's cringe like Blue and I do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm going to admit that I skipped through quite a bit of that episode. I might have um, skipped through a little bit watching through the second time on the English dub, but I think the first time through, whenever I watched it subbed in 2016, I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, no, I uh, I may have pretty much watched about five minutes of that episode. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, True investigative journalism. That's why that episode was so quick. I know, right? Yeah, you just five minutes. I, I mean, res- granted, you got the gist. I however, got the gist. Like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I can't handle it at all. Ugh. I, yeah, that was a time. Anyways, um, um, yeah. So him and Amelia ended up having a fight. Um, she went off to back to the mansion, and he stayed in the capital, supposedly recovering because he used his shadow. I was going to say shadow clone jutsu. Then <laughs> um, no, <laughs> he used his shadow magic, and uh, yeah, spent up too much mana or whatever. Now let it be known, side note here, because this will come into play later. Amelia threw her cloak at Subaru during this fight. Yes, yeah, she did that, um, and he um, he tried to tell her um, what was going on, but obviously he he can't. So yeah, and because of his her. trauma, like he like he literally freaked out. Yeah, he's really, 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 like, traumatized at this point. And she's trying to understand, but she is a bit closed off at this point, just because she, like, doesn't get it. I mean, in her perspective, they've known each other for, like, two months. In his perspective, they've known each other for, like, six months. And in her perspective, she has done nothing to help him. In his perspective, she literally saved his life. So there is that kind of aspect really in play. You really, really get to see that during episode 13. So, yeah, skip the the proclamation scene um at the beginning then skip the fight um but watch the end scene um because that that like emotional fight although it is really upsetting and emotionally like ugh, um it's got some really important character development in there or skip none of it because it's it's very interesting <laughs> to watch it all play out it's cringe but yeah. it's like it's it's a good watch yeah, no, I I would like to be able to sit down and watch it 
Um, but my finger will not let me and just presses the skip button. And I just hit my headphone again. Ow! Ooh. I'm we are professional deaf. here. I'm, we I'm are gonna 100% go, professional. Honestly, yeah, so <laughs> professional. I'm going to go deaf in one ear just from like tapping on my own headphone over and over again. Take okay. care of your ears. How am I supposed to yell into them while we play Dead by Daylight to scare the ever-living shit out of you? That's uh, that's not how this works. Ugh, he's he's awful at that. He's awful. <laughs> um, okay, so episode 14 is called um, The Sickness Called Despair. Um, it's basically Subaru has started training the sword with one of the girl's butlers who is like a master, but you don't really know much about him. You actually met him um, at the manor because Subaru brought out a cup of tea and they just had like a quick quick chat. And then um, one of the other characters, I can't remember who, asked the, um, the butler um, why he liked Subaru, why he was talking to Subaru. It didn't, it seemed like out of character for him to talk to him. And the butler said, um, Subaru, uh, those eyes have seen death or something like that. Something along those lines. It was very interesting that he picked up on that and it makes his character, it makes you want to know more about his character. And at this point, you still don't really know much about him, but you do get to know him later on. Um, yeah, Subaru is very untrusting at this point. Um, he trusts absolutely no one um, except for Rem, and he decides to go back to the manor to find Amelia, which is going against her word again, um, because obviously the fight from episode 13 started because he went against her word. Um, and yeah, he he continues to go against her word in this episode, which is just like you're sitting there and you're yelling at the screen like, Subaru, no. But yeah, he's really, really broken at this point. So you get it. Um, but instead, along the way, they stop at an inn, um, and when he wakes up in the morning, he discovers that Rem has gone on ahead of him and left him a note, basically saying, you need to go back to the capital and recover, don't worry, I will go find Amelia, make sure that everything's okay, leave it to me. Um, and he goes, nope, I'm gonna go to the manor. So he pays this, um, sales, travelling salesman to take him to the village, um, and when he gets there, he finds that everyone in the village and in the manor has been slaughtered. And it's very, very gruesome. Um, it's probably one of the most gruesome scenes in the entire anime, I would say. Um, it's really, really well done. But I can't think of anything that's as grotesque as that. Like, every time he goes back, <clears throat> like, it's it's definitely one of the most... Mm -hmm. gruesome scenes in this show to if mm -hmm. not one of the most gruesome scenes i think i've ever seen in anime yeah. period because they the people who attacked like piled the villagers together and then yeah. set them on fire to where you yeah. just see piles of ash and bone like it's yeah it's very jarring especially like even though you know the show is gory you see that and it's like whoa holy yeah. shit yeah, and especially because in previous episodes you had really gotten to know some of the village characters um, and just knowing that those are the people that are in those piles, like even though you don't actually see any faces in the piles, you don't see anything that's like any recognisable detail, but you make that connection in your brain, you you see that correlation because you you know the villagers and it's, it's very intense. I also mm. actually, at that point, I really like the way that um, they depicted Subaru going through the village. It's almost like he completely blocks it out. He just like zombify walks to the manor because his priority, his entire focus up until this point has just been Amelia. 
And so he sees all of these and he's horrified by them, but he just like zones out. He just completely dissociates from everything that's happening and just goes to the manor. Yeah, because at this point, Subaru is still a little broken. Like he's Mm -hmm. not fully broken yet. Mm Mm-hmm. But he's like starting to come unraveled. So yeah, like I think he's just disassociated. Like he is solely driven yeah. by Amelia. Yeah. And Yeah, and and it just Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Jinx. Um Yeah, no, this is the scene where um uh I think you that is like the last straw that you get from from uh Subaru to where he fully like goes over the edge and then he stays over the edge for a little while. Um but yeah, when he when he gets there, he finds everyone from, from the village dead, and then he goes to the manor. And when he gets to the manor, he sees Rem's mace on the ground, and then he sees Rem dead, he sees Ram dead, he sees um everyone uh is just like strewn about the castle, and then he goes further in um and opens the door and we I don't think they actually showed Amelia, but um it is you see his face um, and his reaction. And, and so you kind of put two and two together and realize that um, Amelia is among the dead. This was where, because I think you see her uh, little pin that she got from the little yes. girl in yeah. the first yeah. episode. Then you mm-hmm. see her flower ribbon that she keeps in her hair. And he yes. like follows a trail of blood down into the basement. Yeah. And the thing Oh yeah. And the thing about yeah. Amelia and Puck, with Amelia being a spirits art user and Puck being what he is, like he's an ice spirit. So yes. and he's quite powerful. Like he's he's a he's a pretty significant spirit, and you don't really realise how significant until you get into the anime. And especially right around here, like the hallway mm-hmm. that he walks mm-hmm. in is covered in like a permafrost thing to where he walks yes. down, he's like he's cold. But he doesn't necessarily understand until he gets to the door and he puts his yeah. hand on the knob and then he tries to turn it and pulls his hand back. And when he does, his fingers are left on the door yeah. and he tries to take a step back and then both his legs break off and then he yeah. just freezes to death. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's an intense episode. It's probably the most or one of the most intense episodes of the anime but i would probably classify it as the most intense the whole time you're watching it you are just sitting there going he's gotta die he's gotta die he's gotta die he's gotta die because you want them to go back in time you don't want it to be the way that it was yeah this is one of the times in the anime where it's like like you need like he's gotta die because it needs a reset like this can't be how it ends and there's a few times throughout it but this is definitely one of the times where it's just like uh yeah man yeah. figure well, it out yeah because you want him to reset to before everything you don't want him to just reset to before he goes to the manor you want him to reset to before the fight happens you want him to reset an entire like two or three episodes back like you don't just want him to reset like a little bit you want him to go almost back to the last checkpoint mm-hmm. you know because um, you never but- know where the checkpoints are going to reset at. So whenever he resets yeah. on this one, he's at Miss Cruchet's house, who's one of the other yeah. members of the royal selection. And so yeah. he can't redo that fight with Amelia. So he has to make up with her in some shape, form, or fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's in episode 15. That's when you um, uh, figure out almost. There's this moment at the beginning um, of episode 15, which is called... Um, uh, the Outside of Madness, 
trying to read my own handwriting. Um, <laughs> um, there's a moment in episode 15, right at the beginning, where he wakes up. Um, and he wakes up at the fruit stand, which is the same fruit stand of the first episode, you know? So it's the very beginning. So you, there's a moment there where you think, how far did he get reset? And like, they play it off like that, like he got reset a long ways um, for like a, a good couple minutes until Rem shows up and then you realize that he reset um, after the fight with Amelia. And then Rem had obviously taken him into town, but you didn't see Rem take him into town before this. So that was just kind of like, oh, that just happened during the time that he was training with the butler or something, you know, while he was staying there and trying to take out his aggression. Um, then she must have taken him in into town at some point, but you don't actually watch that. Um, so it is like, a, oh my God, how far did he get reset? Like, does he even know Amelia anymore? Like, how is he just going to be this broken boy who's going to have to re-meet everyone all over again? Um and that's that's a, a feeling. That's a feeling. See, I don't um, I don't recall that feeling because it's been almost four years since I've initially mm -hmm. seen it. So I kind of had yeah. an idea of where he was going to reset. But yeah, like mm -hmm. hearing that from a yeah. new person's perspective, I'm like, damn, like that would have to be that would be jarring. Yeah, no, it really was, <laughs> and that's why I actually genuinely really appreciated that scene because you do you go through so much in episode 14 and then the beginning of episode 15 if you're taking a break between episodes like if you're watching it on a weekly basis you're watching it as it comes out um you're gonna leave off feeling so emotional from episode 14 my stomach just growled i'm sorry <laughs> um, it's not dinner time yet okay um uh, I can smell it through the vents, though. Now that means it's second lunchtime. Come on now. It's second lunchtime, right? <laughs> I'll just drink more coffee. It's fine. Um, <laughs> um, but then, uh, yeah, so so you you leave off so intensely emotional from episode 14. And then you start again on episode 15. And it just puts you right back in that emotion. So if you are, like, taking a break between episodes taking a break between episode 14 and 15 as soon as you start watching episode 15 again you're going to be transported right back to those emotions from episode 14 and continue from there and it's really 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 good like way of doing it um so that you can dive right into the anime and go right into your anime zone into your anime world and you don't have to kind of like warm up to it and like shake off the day's energy or whatever because that moment would just put you right back into it mm. So yeah, uh, I thought that was that was really cool. Um, so then, uh, oh yeah. Um, so then we we kind of get. Uh, I don't have <laughs> I don't have like any notes here. This is great. Um, I just you you can tell I'm tired at this point because I literally put Subaru wakes up at fruit stand after the fight and is broken. Everyone dies again, and we're introduced to Sloth. Powerful end screen. <laughs> I'm like. Great. I do actually, that powerful end screen did actually transport me back. But, um, uh, yeah, this is, um, uh, so yeah, Subaru goes back to the mansion. This time he rushes to get there. He wants to get there really, really fast because he wants to be there before whatever happens, happens. So he rushes, um, to get there and you get there before the white whale this time, I think that the white whale, oh, I just flicked my finger. Um, the white whale, I'm attacking myself this podcast episode. Jeez. Um, hasn't been introduced yet. But yeah, he, he rushes back to the village, to the manor to get there before everybody. 
Um, and yeah, this is where you first get introduced to Sloth. I believe he was in the village. Um, but uh, yeah, no, he, Subaru walks through by the path on screen. Subaru walks through the uh, gates of the manor and um, he uh, gets like he sees everyone is like slaughtered all around him um, and he stands there and he falls to his knees and he gets beheaded. And then it's just the the screen is frozen on him getting beheaded, but then snow starts to fall and it's just him um, there with his head cut off. The snow's falling um, and, uh, and it just like fades and it's just his body getting more and more covered in snow. And that's just the end screen. There's no like end card, end credits, no music or anything. It just is that. Um, and that's pretty intense. So uh, this, yeah, was the, <clears throat> this was the first episode where you also see like how truly powerful Puck is. Yes, because, yeah, because it's Puck, Puck who, who did that. The, the snow. Because mm-hmm. as Subaru crosses over into the manor's domain, like snow yeah. kind of starts to fall, and he's like, "Man, mm-hmm. I'm cold," but he doesn't understand why. And I think he also got into a fight with Miss Crochet in this episode because he was in such a hurry he to did. get back, and he couldn't explain why. He's like, "Hey, the witch is cold is yes. coming." She's like, "I can tell you're not lying, but I have nothing to gain from this." Oh yeah, and then this is also another moment where you get to see more about the butler. Um, because he, uh, tried to, he got really angry at one point and tried to sort of like, I wouldn't say attack her because he didn't, but he stood up to get like closer to her. Um, and then the butler kind of stepped in and that's when you realize that he is, um, probably like you already knew that he was more than he was letting on, but this was a moment where you visually got to see it and it wasn't just implied, Mm. um, that he is somebody pretty special. Oh yeah. But yeah, he, he did have that fight with her. Um, because he was basically saying, um, we need an army, we need people, um, you have to help her. And then she was saying, um, well, why should I have to? Amelia's in different territories. She's got the Lord. She's got all this kind of stuff. Oh, and the really powerful magic Lord also wasn't at the manor at the time. He's like at a conference or something. I don't actually really know what he was doing, but he was- he was visiting some of the other- Candidates. Like, not ne- like not the other candidates, but I think it was like some like investors right. or something in the domain. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so he wasn't at the manor because if he was at the manor, then he would have been able to take care of it because he's the most powerful magician, magic dude um, in the area. But yeah, he wasn't there. So it was just um, Ram and Amelia um, and Elizabeth at the manor with Park, obviously, um, and then the villagers. And because Ram is with Subaru um, in the capital. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. I can't believe I just didn't write notes for that episode. <laughs> Thanks. Previously, you're you big tired. Uh huh. I was big yeah, tired. I'm glad. I'm glad memory served I on know, that right? one. I'm like, wait, fight with Crochet. Uh, Butler dude was like, um, I can't let you do that. Subaru yeah. gets very angry, mm-hmm. and yeah, Puck like sends the whole entire world into a permanent blizzard. Yeah, yeah, and I think that I still get the feeling that Rem went on ahead. Because she was already dead when that scene, the end credit scene happened. And I don't remember her being killed. I only remember her dead. No, I think because they took a carriage on the way in. Like, I think oh. they managed to get a carriage and they got attacked by right, the Right, so was that the white cult. whale scene? Okay, that might have been the white no, whale scene. No, that wasn't the white whale scene. The white whale scene, this I think, is... Next is- episode? 
No, I think the next episode is uh, where he finally meets Loth, and then it's the White Whale one is the one right. that follows. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's right at the end of episode 16. Okay, so episode 16 is, this is just me, like, this was probably 4am. This is so, I'm just like writing notes. I'm just like, just get the gist down, your brain will remember. And now my brain is like, <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> This is what happens whenever unnecessary dick slapping noises just destroys your studio and you have to wait another week to record things. Yeah, it probably uh, also destroyed entries in my notebook. That's what I'm going to go with there. Yeah, I totally wrote detailed notes. Um, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, it destroyed Blue's notes in the thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so episode 16 is the greed of a pig. And um, Subaru is trying to gather an army to help him fight at the manor in three days' time because it, like, it takes three days for him to get to from the reset point for like all of the stuff to go down at the manor um, and for him to like actually get there because it's quite a distance between the ways. And um, so he is going around and he's talking to all of the other candidates and um, he uh, goes to this one candidate, Anastasia, I think. Um, and No, he goes to see Priscilla first. Priscilla first. Yeah. Okay. So he goes to see Priscilla and he is... Um, begging her to try and get an army for him. Um, and, uh, she kind of manipulates him. Um, uh, she, like, he's, like, trying to get information out of her, and yet she, um, uh, basically gets information out of him, uh, about, uh, yeah, brain's gone. Nope, that's, that's, that's Anastasia. So, that's- what had happened was Subaru <laughs> ends up, uh, Pissing off Miss Crochet yes. and he storms out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he goes to see Priscilla yeah. to try to get help from her. Yeah. She's like, hey, so listen, I'll help you, but you got to lick my foot because that's all you're good for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you are to literally lick the ground that I walk on. Yeah. And then she boots him <laughs> yeah. in the face. Yeah. Like, Boots yeah. him hard. Yeah. Then she's like, you're filth. You're a pig. Like, you're even worse than a pig. Get the hell out. Yeah. So her knight takes him. And her knight is like the most chill dude He's ever. Great. He's like, oh, bro. Like, what did you do? Come on. And like, hoist him up over his fucking shoulder. Yeah. and Just takes him outside. Then he sets him down. He's like, you be careful. But I got to get back in there. Because otherwise, she's going to get real angry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then and then he's like, and then she might actually order me to kill you. I remember that. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so with Subaru feeling down and defeated, he's wandering through town, and then he runs into this adorable little wizard, and then ends up, because of that, like, Anastasia was looking for the little wizard, and she's like, oh, hey, you're Amelia's knight. Yes. And so they go to the cafe, they're eating... And the drawn hamburgers in the scene, by the way, holy crap. <laughs> they look adorable, but delicious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, off topic. Yeah. And- so they sit down, they try to have a meeting, mm-hmm. and Subaru is trying to persuade her to help him. And she ends up giving him advice because she figures out that Miss Crochet is gathering weapons and building an army yes. and everything else. Yeah. yeah, which he had kind of discovered. Because of yeah, he- um, the fact that carriages were going to and from um, her like manor all the time, and uh, one of those car- carriages contained um, one of the like top salesmen, um, who's like got his fingers in all of the kind of like uh, 
merchant pies, I guess. Um, in uh, Yeah, dude is like head merchant. Yeah. Like he controls the merchant skill yeah. pretty much. And so the fact that he was visiting her manor was a bit strange. Um, so he took note of that. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so she she is uh, she ended up getting that information out of him, and then he realized that the entire time he had actually been completely manipulated, and the entire cafe is actually filled up with her people. Uh, that was a cool scene. Oh yeah, because like literally everyone yeah. in that cafe minus Subaru gets up and files out, yeah. and he's just like, oh yeah, he was completely set up from the beginning. Um, but she does give him. Like the ability to go get a carriage. Yes. So that way he can at least make it back. Yes. Yeah. So then Rem comes in into the cafe and they the um, carriage and the two of them are just going to like have to figure it out when they get there. But he's like, but the point is we're just going to have to get there and maybe try and get like the villagers out and get everyone from the manor out. I don't know. We've just got to go. So um, they get into the carriage and they go down the street <laughs> and as they're going um towards the manor they run into this like a camp of um merchants who um have been told that the road ahead is dangerous so they um are camping out there for the night and they invite Subaru and Rem to join them um but he says uh no like do you want to come with us we're all going to go we can use your your like carriages and stuff to transport the village people away so come with us um and we will go um and they're all like no why would we and then he's like because and then throws like a big bag of cash down i can pay for it um and so they the merchants are like okay cool uh let's go and they like uh get in their carriages and they're going full speed ahead um, towards the manor. And then they see like this big tree in front of them, which is, I don't know, like a magical tree. I don't know, it's a tree. Um, and uh, then everything starts to get really foggy. And they're just like riding along. They're going really fast, but they're riding along. It's no big deal. Um, and, and Subaru and Ram are in one cart. And then there's um, the salesman that we met previously in one of the, the other episodes um, to the left of them and a new salesman to the right of them. And as they're going, um, all of a sudden, the salesman on the right of them just like vanishes. Um, and they're just like, oh, that's odd. Like, where did he go? And they turn to ask the other salesman who was on the other side of him if he saw and that salesman is just like, um, what do you mean? There was never anybody beside you. Like, he, who? Um, he's like, yeah, we're the only carriage that's riding up this yeah. far. What are you talking about? Um, and he's about? really confused. Um, and so they're just like, okay, that's odd. Um, and then you see this giant being kind of come down and swoop next to them and appear out of the fog. And then you just get this giant eyeball <laughs> looking at them. Um, and then you realize that it is the white whale. So the white whale um, is just kind of like a magical being, a magical creature that has been plaguing this world for centuries. Um, and uh, nobody's been able to kill it. Nobody's able, been able to defeat it. And it just like kills people just attacks them and 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 kills them and and that's why the the the, the salesmen weren't going to go forward well because they had heard the stories of the white whale and they were going to wait until morning before they went but um yeah Subaru persuaded them to do to go um and then they're trying to fight the white whale um rem is trying to fight the whale and um ends up basically sacrificing herself to um try and allow them to um go forward and i think this is kind of when you find out that 
um, Subaru attracts that kind of thing, or or did you know about that previously? Well, you, well, yeah. you knew because the uh, mobbies right. of the forest yeah. were attracted to him. But this is where you figure out that the is a track. whale yeah. is a mall beast because Subaru is like, why does it yeah, keep yeah, yeah. following us? Like, why is yeah. it just us and leaving everyone yeah. else alone? And then he realized it. And it was at that point where Rem was like, look, I got this pressure point Subaru yeah. to knock him out. And then she yeets herself yeah. out of the carriage to try yeah. to go fight And then it. when he kind of comes mm. to, um, he is in the back of the salesman's carriage, like in the, like he was in a separate carriage, but now he's in the back of the salesman's carriage. Um, and uh, he kind of comes to, and he goes to her and he's like, we have to, turn, he goes to the salesman. He's like, we have to turn around. We have to go back and get her. We have to go and get her. And the salesman is just like, who? Who are you talking about? Um, it's like, we've been the only person in this, this whole time. This and he's like, time. how could you forget her? She just sacrificed herself. How could you forget her? What's going on? And this dude's like really freaked out now. He's like, what the heck is going on? And then like Subaru exclaims like, I'm the reason. Yeah. And so dude was like, oh, well, if that's the case, yeet Subaru <laughs> yeah. off the carriage. It was like... I'm going to sacrifice you so I can live. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then. Uh, so Subaru like gets mm-hmm. yeeted out of the carriage and then whale yes. disappears. Yeah. And it's just like a bright, clear sky. And Subaru's just like, mm-hmm. what? Like, what the fuck just happened? Like nothing yeah. here. Yeah. Makes so he sense. ends up going to the manor. Um, and he. Um, I think he just and, collapses. Yeah, well, he yeah he collapses. So I think I, he makes it back. The salesman's called Otto, by the way. Yep, Otto is his name. <laughs> yeah. So Subaru makes it back to the manor and just absolutely collapses. At this point, yeah. he's beat up, he's torn up, and he wakes yeah. up in yeah, the same bedroom that he's woken up in. So he's like, "Oh, I'm back." Yeah. And sits up and immediately sees. Uh, Ram. well, Rom, but he thinks yeah. it's Rip. He's like, Rip, yeah. oh my God. And then he realizes that it's Rom and he's like, oh, and he just breaks down and is crying yeah. to yeah, yeah, Rom yeah. and is telling her everything that had happened, what it all went on. And Rom yeah. looks at him and is like, who's Rim? Yeah. And at that point, like my heart shattered. Oh, mine too. Yeah. Like completely. that just physically hurt so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Subaru's like, how could you forget her? She's your sister. Like, she's yeah. the better looking one, the one that can cook, like, the one that still has her demon horde, all this stuff. And she's just, uh, I think you've lost your mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Subaru ends up, like, not talking about anything. He's trying to tell Amelia about his return by death. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, he can't talk about it. He can't talk about it. He's getting so frustrated. So he just, at the end, like, after everything, he's so broken. Like, nobody remembers um, Ram. He's destroyed and distraught. And so he's just like, you know what? Screw it. I don't care if it kills me. I'm just going to tell Amelia. I need to tell Amelia about my return by death. So he's in the kitchen with her. And and he's like, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you everything. And... um. And, and she's like, okay, you know, it's about time. <laughs> and uh, and so he he looks at her and he just goes, I can return by death. Like, I can come back every time. Um, 
uh, I die, I come back and it's a different checkpoint. And he's talking about it and he's feeling pain, but it's fine. And then he like opens his eyes and he looks up at her and she like just dead. collapses into him. And like you just see blood come out because every time that he's talked about it to this point, mm-hmm. like Statella would appear inside of him and grab mm-hmm. his heart and like make it yeah. stop yeah. for a second. Well, this time. Like, you get the imagery of the shadow hands, like, caressing his heart, but she doesn't actually grab it this time. And then I think it, like, wiggles a finger or something, like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh. Yeah. And then, like, ripped Amelia's heart out of her chest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, so then um, Beatrice, uh, the librarian, ends up banishing him from um, the mansion um and uh this is where subaru meets betelgeuse yes i was trying to read that i obviously (laughs) just (laughs) in like late night brain wrote down the name and i'm like what are those letters like it's like (laughs) but it's also like spelled really weird like if i didn't know it was pronounced betelgeuse i'd have been like what the fuck yeah yeah betelgeuse bravani conti or uh sloth in this case. Yes. Yes. Because all um, of the, apparently the witch is surrounded by henchmen of the, the sins. seven dead. Yeah. The seven deadly sins. And mm-hmm. Sloth looks at Subaru and he's like, could you perhaps be pride? Like you've brought yeah. me the civil hair or the silver haired half devil, but yeah. like you've done the ordeal for us. We don't know what the ordeal is mm-hmm. at this point, but he's just like, Oh, you've brought her to me and she's dead. So she wasn't, like she wasn't meant to be it. Yeah. And then yeah. Puck shows up. Yeah, and I also believe that um the white whale is greed. Question mark. Uh maybe. Like I know that the white whale is a no. I think the white whale is gluttony. Gluttony. Okay. And um, so this is where Puck shows up and Puck like absolutely decimates all the rest of the uh fingers, which are what uh yeah Betelgeuse calls all of them yeah uh but you also see that Subaru um is able this is the first time you're able to see that Subaru is able to see Betelgeuse's unseen hand Mm -hmm. um and then yeah you don't know who it is but you just this person um shows up um and stops him um and it's at the beginning of episode 18 that you get to see that it is Puck so episode 18 is called From Zero, and we blended in episode 16 and 17. Episode 17, it ends, episode 16 ends with the run into the white whale. Episode 17 starts with the fight with the right white whale where Rem sacrifices herself. So, and that episode 17 is called Disgrace in the Extreme. So yeah, episode 18, it's Puck. And so Puck wrecks absolutely everyone and then like transforms or Betelgeuse like uses the unseen hand. And mm-hmm. like just clamps down on Puck and Betelgeuse is like, oh, you're the one who's truly slothful. You you weren't prepared for this. And then mm-hmm. Puck breaks it, transforms into a like absolutely massive beast that you saw in the shadowy background whenever Subaru mm-hmm. froze to death and was beheaded in the snowy mm-hmm. exit to that episode. Mm-hmm. And like just slams his uh paw down on Betelgeuse and crushes him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so like Puck is like, this is your fault. You've done all this Subaru, and now I'm going to destroy the world because yes, yeah. you killed my daughter. 
And at yeah. that point, it's like, oh, so Puck is the yeah. spirit of one of Amelia's parents. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, Puck and Subaru do kind of have a heart to heart here because um, Subaru, like Puck basically says to Subaru, you know, you were good. You loved her. I know you did, but she is dead because of you. So it is like there isn't a level of understanding. He's not angry necessarily at Subaru. He's just angry at the situation and Amelia is, is dead, obviously. So And so did you catch the hint at the end of this of where Subaru could be taken over by Betelgeuse at the end of this episode? I didn't. Because catch Subaru the hint. has like a internal monologue like, as he is being frozen to death, like you just see the eyes mm-hmm. slowly like just come over him and yeah he's like i was truly slothful and then like you just see his mouth like twitch up into a smile and at that point because i didn't notice that the first time through but watching it the second time i was like oh fuck like how did i I not notice notice that the first time going through i didn't see this is definitely one of those animes that i recommend that you watch multiple times if you can obviously everyone has an anime list that's a mile long so if i understand um but like um watching it through a second time gives you a much better appreciation for the show and if you watch it through in english watch it in japanese if you watch it through in japanese watch it through in english like both of them are so good Mm -hmm. like it's absolutely wonderful but Yeah. yeah so that's a little bit you catch at the end of that and then it's just like oh okay yeah mm-hmm um, so then, obviously, Subaru respawns, um, and uh, there's this big emotional heart-to-heart between Rem and Subaru in episode 18. Um, Subaru basically goes up to Rem and is just like, let's just run away. You know, we'll just leave it all behind. You and I will just pick up and we'll go. We'll go start a new life together. We can leave this all behind. We can just forget it. And... Um, Rem basically says no, um, because he's not him, um, but she loves him. So she says, you know, who you are right now isn't the Subaru that I fell in love with, um, but thank you for asking, because that is basically my dream, is for us to run away and go get married, and I've thought about it many times, and and we'd struggle, and it'd be a bit rough, because you're not really educated in this world, but, you know, we'd figure it out, and we'd have two kids, and and it's kind of like an emotional scene, Um, and you can see that Subaru is starting to kind of put the pieces together that he is really not right. Um, and uh, he he's, I guess it's basically like her saying to him that the person that you are now is not the person that I fell in love with. It's basically like his, his moment to be like, okay, I need to change something. Um, and uh, he, he just says, I love Amelia. And then um, asks for Rem's help to save Amelia. And I just wrote insensitive prick in my notes. Oh, like this whole, like through the whole scene of Rem going through, like, you know, we could have two kids and all this, like I'm tearing up. And then Me too. Subaru, I'm like, screw Amelia, get with Rem. And then Subaru is just like, are like, is this really what you want? And then he's like, but I got to say one thing. And Rem's like, yes. And he's like, I love Amelia. Like I, 
I bawled at that point. I was like, you fucking bastard. Like, I was so upset. Like, oh, like that whole scene, like I was crying. And then that happened. And I was like, oh, how could you? Like, I know, I know. I mean, I get that you can't choose your feelings, but the way that he just, I mean, yes, it's good to just put it out there. Like if, if somebody's got feelings for you and you just don't have feelings in return, you need to just say it. But dude... Did you have to say it like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, don't just, like, just be like, I I don't feel the same way. Don't just blatantly, hey, I love Amelia. By the way, I need your help to save her. Yeah. Like, and even Rim yeah. was like, do you understand what you're asking of me? Yeah. And uh, I, I'm tearing up right now just thinking about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, and that, yeah. like, us talking about it does not do it justice, please. No. Please no, watch yeah. this. I have never in my entire Blue and I are the same in that we've both spent over two months of our lives, like collectively, mm-hmm. like total hours watched equal over two months. Yeah. I have never. And I watch a lot of slice of life, like rom- mm-hmm. like rom-com or even just romantic animes. Mm-hmm. I have never seen a confession that just like hit that. me so hard like this was just true perfection in a confession like i Mm -hmm. like it's like i want this kind of love in my life and it just immediately gets ripped like oh yeah no it was genuinely on par with like kids on the slope confession i think it's better than kids on the slope honestly in my (sighs) opinion like 100 percent i it the the thing that completely fascinates me about it and the thing that I think they did so well was that you see Rem, when she's talking to him, you see her putting the puzzle pieces together in Subaru's brain to snap him out of the trauma. Like, you see her talking and you see just the, the his face. You can just see it in him that he is – he's figuring it out, you know? Her words are what is making him – able to function again, able to handle what's happened and what is going to happen. You see that her impact is so important in his life. Her words are so important in his life that she is the only one who is able to heal him in that way. And I know that's not how it works in real life, but in anime, that's how it works. And um, she is the person that was able to do that for him and for her, him to just respond I still love Amelia, but can you help me was just oof. And I think like, because he sort of alludes to it later on. I think that Subaru does love Rim. Like there's a part of him that loves Rim to death. Well, he called her, he called her as number two. Yeah. Like he's, cause I think there's a point where Miss Cruce was saying something to me. He's like, if I didn't already have, like one the and no- two. yeah, like yeah. the number one and twos in my heart. Like I think you were gunning for that spot, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was just yeah. oh, like it. It's so good. Please watch mm-hmm. the show. Watch this confession. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I can't say enough about it. It's so. I genuinely good. think that this entire show, like even if you're not a big fan of Isekais, I know that they kind of had a bad have a bad rep. Um, but if you're not sure, like a fan of this kind of anime style um if you like more emotional stuff if you like more um less actiony stuff if you're not big into fantasy um i would recommend watching this anime purely for episode 18 and episode 14 because those are two to me that just 
take you to next level through emotion. They were done so, so well emotionally. The writing is just fantastic. Oh, yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. I wholeheartedly agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then episode 19 um, is Battle Against the White Whale. Um, So Subaru basically manages to persuade lots of people to help him fight the white whale. He does this by um, going to, I can never remember her name, Green Girl. (laughs) Well, first, like, and you find this out during this conversation, but first, like, off screen, Subaru went to go see Anastasia and... The dude who's over the Merchant's Guild, whose name I will never remember because it's only mentioned like twice beforehand as like, hey, like, I'll give you guys like mining rights and some magical gems that's in uh, Amelia's domain. Yeah. And so they're like, sure, whatever, I'm in because Anastasia literally cares about nothing but money. Yeah. Like. I could see, like, a future plot point, like, her being greed. Yeah, I agree. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, um, Subaru goes to Green Girl. <laughs> I can't remember her name. Um, Miss Cruchet. Miss Cruchet. Uh, Subaru goes to Miss, Cru- Miss Cruchet with Rem, and basically he sits down and he starts a negotiation, basically saying, I need to borrow your army for the next couple of days, and we're going to go fight the White Whale. This is when you see her butler kind of prick up, like... Wait, what? What are you going to go do? What do you, what do you do? Um, and you're like, oh, so he's got some kind of connection to the white whale. Um, and then you see them talking about negotiations. You see that it's going okay, but she's asking a lot of questions like what she's going to gain from this. And he's like, oh, well, you can have some mining rights. And uh, she's like, well, you know, what am I going to do with mining rights? Um, and then that's when, um, the, the store merchant leader and what's her name? <laughs> Anastasia. Anastasia. I'm so bad with names. Anastasia and the Merchant Guild guy come into the room. They sit down and they join in the debate on Subaru's side because, like Brad said, off screen. They had um, had previous conversations and negotiations. Um, and they're basically saying that she is buying up a load of weapons right now. So they he kind of put two and two together that she's putting together a team or an army to go and face the white whale. Because what other reason would she have for putting together an army when all of the war is, all of the world is kind of at peace right now? So he's like, okay, well, she's probably most likely going to go face the white whale. So he's like, so we can help you. Um, and so he's going to um get some of the uh other armies from um Anastasia and put put it together so that she has like double the men and then Subaru can give her the information of exactly when and where the white whale is going to appear because obviously he lived through it um a couple of deaths ago um so yeah he um a couple of deaths ago that's an expression um uh so he yeah makes negotiations all go well um and then at the end of the negotiations you see the butler going up to Subaru and uh basically saying um thank you for um letting me join on this thank you for allowing me to do this um my wife was killed um by the white whale who was the previous swords master um and it's like and then i think there's a moment in there because like um uh a greenhead girl i tried to remember her name it's not happening um <laughs> uh she can tell if somebody's lying or not just by like her aura her like i don't know she's vibe check um and <laughs> <laughs> Vibe check. Vibe check. 
Um, and, but yeah, uh, she has the divine aura oh, of protection yeah, yeah. Of, on whether somebody is lying or not. And whenever, uh, why can I not remember his name? Butler dude was like. Wilhelm. Like, I, yeah, Wilhelm. He was like, so I thank you for giving me the opportunity to avenge my wife. Yes. And Subaru was like, no, nah, I knew that the knew whole that. time. Yeah. Like, like I that was all part of my plan. Mm-hmm. And then Miss Cruchet was like. Subaru Natsuki, the wind of untruth blows around you. <laughs> and you just immediately see his face deflate. Yeah. And then cuts to the next scene yeah. of them prepping for battle. It was so good. It was really, really good. Um, so then episode 19. Episode 19, episode 20 is um, Wilhelm von Asteria. Mm-hmm. Astrea. Astrea. There we go. That's how you say it. Um, ah. <laughs> And uh, we learn more about Wilhelm and his wife. So there's a lot of like um, flashbacks to the past in this. Um, you see them as, I'd assume, t- teenagers, maybe young 20-year-olds. I don't know. It's anime. It's hard to tell. Um, and, uh, young adults. Yeah, young adults. And you see um, him practicing the sword and her just loving flowers. Um, and he, he just like goes to this ruin and he's just practicing the sword out there and um and then one day he stumbles across her being there and she's just looking at the flowers um and uh they start talking and she asks him why he wields the sword and he says uh so i can protect the ones that i love um and then you see them kind of like um you see them kind of get closer and uh and he's still an angry person you can see that he's kind of angry during this whole time like he's obviously he's putting up the front of protection but you can see that there's there's something more there he's a very brooding individual yeah you slowly see him kind of soften up with each flashback yeah and uh and she's just there loving flowers and then i'm not sure the the flashback's broken up throughout the episode so i'm kind of remembering all in one chunk but it, it is broken up throughout um, but basically, the rest of the flashback continues, and um, he says that he has joined the knights, um, and that he is going to go be a knight, and she congratulates him, and then further on in the flashback, I think this is, a, that was a segment, the first was a segment, that was a segment, and then later on, um, you see uh, him discovering that she is the swordsmaster, and him being really angry, being like, you have no right to wield the sword, or da 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 and he actually goes to attack her, but she quickly, like, s- stops him. Um, and uh, that's when you can really see, like, a difference in their level. Um, mm. And uh, he, um, yeah, basically says, you have no right to wield the sword. Um, and you can see that she's kind of, like, hurt by it, but she just walks away. And as she's walking into the distance, um, you hear her say, um, you're not the only one that has uh, that wants to protect someone. Um, or you're not like basically you're not the only one that has someone to protect. Um, yeah, because like the entire theme of the flashbacks, like at the end of each flashback, she would ask him, "Why do you wield a sword?" And he's like, "To protect people." Mm-hmm. And yeah. so he asks her on that one. He's like, "Why do you wield it? Like, why do you wield a sword?" Mm-hmm. And that's whenever she gives that answer. Yeah, and she's also always asking him if he likes flowers, and he says no um, every time. Um. Uh, so there is more to that, like the flashbacks do continue, but, um, uh, yeah, there, this is where the, like the armies are all preparing for, um, the attack on the white whale. They're all out in the field. Um, 
they start actually attacking it. The the whale comes, um, and uh, Subaru is kind of leading it to where it needs to go because it's like attracted to him and everything. And and they're they're trying to penetrate its skin, but its skin is really tough and um and it's just it's like doing really hard. They actually fire this like massive thing in it that they were like hoping would down it um, because it's flying. And they, they, they say fire all of these giant shots towards it and they're like, uh, hoping that it would like put it on the ground. And then when it, it doesn't, um, they then realize that they're in for a, a really pretty tough fight. Um, and, uh, um, so basically in the final shot of the episode, um, you see that the, <coughs> you good? I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> um, in the final shot of the episode, you see that, um, the uh like mist clears because it's all surrounded by mist you see that all clears um and then you (coughs) it pans up and you see three of them and that's when the episode ends um so then with episode what episode was that that was episode 20 Uh, okay yep (laughs) i was like i thought i went from episode 19 to 21 and just didn't write episode no it's on 20 i was like um but i did it was that episode big brain no sleep big brain (laughs) Um, okay, so then you start seeing um, more flashbacks with Wilhelm. You start seeing um, uh, there's a, a really, really sweet flashback where um, uh, his wife, who is the Source Master, um, has obviously been called to action again. Like she has to go out and like fight something, and, and she's getting honored. Um, and so, like they're in like a big room, like a big courtroom. I don't know, like a big Ballroom. Like a castle hall where yeah, people something get like knighted, that. like shit like that. Yeah, and uh, and then you see this like masked dude challenge her to a fight, um, and uh, he wins, which is very shocking. And then she removes his mask, and it's Wilhelm. And it's like he spent that entire time from her walking off into the distance where you clearly saw that he was so far behind in her level up until that point so he could challenge her. Um, so that then, and then he was like, um, I've, I've beaten you. So now you have to kind of provide me with one like, like wish or something. Well, he's like, you no longer have a reason to wield that sword. Yeah. Um, and, and so he basically said China, cause she, up until that point, like, she doesn't want to wield the sword. Like, you can see that. She doesn't want to be the swords, uh, the sword fighter that she is. But, um, uh, she has to because there's no one of her ability and she wants to protect people. And because of that, she wields the sword. But, like, you can tell that she, it's not, like, her passion to wield the sword. She's just, the sword chose her, as they say. Um, and so, yeah, he, he ends up defeating her and, and then she is able to retire from um, wielding the sword. Uh, but then you learn through conversation, not through flashback, that um, she had um, been the only one that was able. She was still considered the sword's master despite, despite the fact that he beat her at that one time. Um, so they went and like called up, called her up when the, when the white whale started like attacking people. Um, dramatically and uh and so she went to go and and deal with it and uh was then killed by the white whale um anyway the fight continues everyone is attacking the white whale you've got the two little wizards because um you find out that the really cute little wizard actually has a really cute little brother um and yeah so they're like attacking um you also meet a couple of different characters you also get to introduce to some more magical beings um because you have like the 
the creatures that draw the carriages and then you find out that um from anastasia's crew they actually use like big dogs um so it's like you end up seeing like more magical creatures which is cool i always like being introduced to those um and it gives you some more like perspective of the world and the variety within the world um and yeah so they're all attacking they cut off like the fin they cut off um the stab out an eye wilhelm like stabs out an eye um all that kind of stuff I actually think that happened in the previous episode. Um, and then they end up discovering that um, the two um, other whales aren't actually this. Uh, they're not actually like separate whales. They are um, projections created by the white whale so that it can protect itself. Um, but like by projections, I mean like it is still like an actual thing that can kill. Like it, you can like hold on to it. Um, you know, uh, it's just not a living being. It's just like a shadow clone jutsu. Um, <laughs> and also Wilhelm gets nommed. Yes, he does get nommed. Um, and so then they end up figuring out that Subaru ends up figuring out that the top whale, the whale that is like flying the highest of the three, is um, the one that is the actual, like the, the, the body, the soul that is creating the other two. Um, and so they need to go and attack that one. Um, but I don't actually really remember how they did it. <laughs> so Subaru goes up to Miss Cruchet and he's like, hey, I figured it out. The one at the top is the real one. Yeah. And the other two are fake. Yes. So he's like, I have an idea. And she's like, you're big stupid yeah. for wanting to do this. Yeah. But you know what? <clears throat> you go right on ahead. Yeah. You're a bigger man than I thought. Yeah. And so Rim makes a giant ice crystal. Right. And yeah. Subaru gets on it yeah. and she flings it up into the air. Yeah. And everybody, like everybody thought Rim was just going to take it out because I guess nobody noticed Subaru get on the gigantic icicle. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, it missed. Yeah. Like, what the heck? And then you just see Subaru standing up on the horn and he's taunting it. He's like, hey. <laughs> Everybody finds me really annoying, yeah. and you have to deal with me right here, yeah. and then yeets himself off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uses the shout for return by death thingy, so he gets, like, shrouded in the scent to where the yes. whale is like, ooh, nom time, yes. and just goes after him. Yeah, yeah, so um, it is the the scent of the witch, uh, the witch's magic, that is what attracts all of those magical beings, um, because I think they're actually her creation, yeah, the yeah. whale is her yeah. creation. Yeah. The mob beasts that spawn in the forest outside of the Roswell Manor, I think those are just natural. Like, that's a breeding ground for them. But the yeah. whale, the whale is, is her creation. creation. So that's why I kind of think that the whale is gluttony, I think. Yes. Like, I think Betelgeuse even I think like, it, refers I think to it, it is as gluttony. gluttony. I actually had in my notes that it was gluttony. <clears throat> cool. Um, yeah, and uh, there is actually a moment during this this fight that I actually really enjoyed. Um, it's where Subaru is just, like, running off, being a nutcase. And he has, like, literally no special abilities other than his um, shadow magic that he can't really use uh, because it, like, drains all of his ability and, like, it's not very good. Um, like, almost Mega Man, like, style. Like, he's, it destroys him um, to use it. Yeah, like, he can use it once and then he can't do shit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, he's, like, running around crazy, and all of the other, like, soldiers and everything, they're all, they've given up, they've kind of resigned themselves to death by the white whale, they're just like, that's it, we're all gonna die. Um, and then, um, Greenhead Girl, I can't remember her name, I got the other ones down, but her, nope, it's not sticking, <laughs> it's not there. <laughs> oh, God, brain. 
<laughs> Miss Crochet. Miss Crochet. I'm, oh, I'm never going to get that. Um, she... <laughs> She has this big speech moment of just being like, look at that idiot. If he is our weakest man here and he is still fighting and he is still going out there and he's still putting himself in danger, what the frick are you all doing lying there on your sorry asses just letting him handle it? And he is our weakest man. And she just insults him for like five minutes. Um, and, uh, and, but yeah, it gets all of the troops rallied up and, and it was a really cool moment. It was a good speech. I like that bit. It was funny as well because the whole time she's just like calling him a weak, pathetic man. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so while they are, um, like, it distract well Subaru is kind of distracting the white whale but all the troops are now rallied they're all going for to attack the white whale um and a Subaru uh, Wilhelm sorry is kind of attacking it from the inside um right because then yep. yeah he yeah, he's fighting his way out and then once they get the whale like they finally get the whale knocked to the ground yeah. And then Rim kicks the shit out of it. Yeah. The two uh, adorable little wizards also yeah. blast it at the same time. Yeah. And that gives Wilhelm the ability to finally cut through yeah. the outside of the skin and like get himself out. Everybody's like, yeah, he's yeah. alive. Yeah, it's a cool moment. Um, and uh, then they all uh, they all promise to remain friends. Um, this is where um, green head lady, <laughs> Crochet. Yep. Ha! Success! Success! Okay. She um, has a conversation with Subaru. This is where she has a conversation with Subaru where she's like, um, you know, you're pretty cool. And if I weren't interested in like work and like it didn't have a career going, um, I would be interested in you. Um, and then he also goes, um, yeah, uh, if I didn't have a one and two, then you would definitely be up there. And it's kind of like this really, mutual thing of them both being like you're a cool person and if this were a different life i would be interested but you know it's just not right for us and it's a cool moment of just like mutual appreciation it's like we're gonna let you think we're gonna turn this into a harem anime but we're not yeah yeah um and it's just it's just a really cool moment i I enjoyed that a lot um and uh, yeah she also states to him that even if you become my enemy um i will have the respect of you for this battle like yeah, I will. I would still consider you my friend, even if you become my enemy. It's a cool moment. I liked that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's a really cool moment. Yeah. Um. And now, uh. Yeah. Everyone basically promises that they're going to help him with the the witches' fight, except they're going to take some of the injured back. So they are kind of kind of running a bit short on men. But also TLDR, they kill the whale. Like we kind of skipped over the fine print of whale is dead. Oh yeah, whale, whale, got whale is dead. dead. They, they win. <laughs> Wilhelm slices like Wilhelm slices that bitch down and then they crush it with the tree. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they crush it with the tree. Yeah, the whole the giant tree that we were talking about earlier, like forever ago. Yeah, that It's like a giant magical tree that's been there for centuries. And they're just like, like oh, somebody we don't need this anymore. so long ago yeah. planted it and they're like yeah, and apparently, like, it is a, like, capital felony to even, like, carve your initials into this. Yeah. Because I think Subaru was making a joke to Rim. He's like, Rim, give me a chisel. Like, I want to carve our names into this. She's like, Subaru, don't joke yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. And then they end up destroying the entire tree and squishing the whale underneath. And it's like a But made a big squish. Tree. Yeah, made a big squish. Um, so, yeah, whale is big, big dead dead. Because it was already dead before they squished it. And then they squished it. So it's extra dead. Um, um, yeah, so then, uh, 
they end up getting reinforcements, and their reinforcements just so happen to be the dude that beat Subaru to a freaking pulp um, in their fight. And it's Julius. It's Julius. <laughs> we love him. Yay. Oh, yeah. Absolutely love uh-huh. him. Um, and, yeah, so at this point, you're just sitting there, and you're just like, I wish that you had just been transported, like, a couple of hours back more in time. But yeah, no, like he actually did live through that fight. And uh, I can't believe that's still part of his history. But like, you were just like, forget <laughs> that. Just go back to a respawn point before that. Like, we don't need that in your history. But it it remained. It remained. <laughs> and like Subaru the entire time, because they all get together and they have like a little campfire thing of where they're sitting around and they come up with a plan and then they take off on their <gasps> ride. Yeah. And yeah. along their ride, like Subaru is just like, I appreciate you coming along for this, but I hate, but you. I hate <laughs> you. Like, I hate you with every fiber of my being. I appreciate you and yeah. I respect you. And like Julius was just like, I'm like, I'm greatly yeah. sorry yeah. for what I did. And Subaru's so like, I yeah. still hate you. Um, but he's like, I, he's, he's sorry, but he doesn't regret it because he thinks that Subaru needed it. Um, yeah. But yeah, there is a moment where um, Julius Fest comes up to them, like if the camp first arrives, and he just asks Subaru how he's doing. And Subaru's like, oh yeah, my injuries are completely healed. Like, blah, 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 blah. and then Julius was like, I was just talking about the fact that you just like were in battle with the with the white whale. I wasn't referring to... Uh, and it was so cringe. It was so cringe. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just had to throw that in there. Because, you know, I'm always going to pick up oh, on yeah. those cringe moments. Um Yes. So, in other words, Blue was like, 10 seconds, 10 seconds, 10 uh-huh, seconds. Skip. Yeah, I did skip a little bit of that. Uh, <laughs> not even going to lie. Uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's uh, like, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan for those who don't know. Huge Harry Potter fan. I have it memorized. Like, the moments that I can and cannot watch in Harry Potter. Frickin' Goblet of Fire is the most embarrassing thing I have ever seen. There, Like, the bit where um Harry asks Cho out the top of the tower? Nope. The bit where Harry smiles at Cho and spills the water out of his mouth? Nope. There are so many, so <laughs> many parts. And I'm just like, I know exactly where I'm skipping to. Sometimes I, like, when I'm binge-watching the entire series, I will skip that movie just because how bad it is. Can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm I'm just, just yeet this, this one doesn't film exist out of existence like yeah. out of my brain no. just no yeah. just yeet and here's the thing Goblet of Fire is one of my yeah. favorite films out of the bunch <sighs> so good but I would just take this it's one gone. And it's yeet. gone I no it's just Order of the Phoenix that's where I go to just straight there <laughs> <laughs> okay it's so bad um but yeah so uh, episode 22 is A Flash of Sloth um, so the team progressed on, um, and, uh, yeah, so they're, like, they're going through, they know this fight's gonna happen, um, and then, uh, they end up just, like, killing Sloth, and it's super easy, and they're just like, okay, well, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and so they're all, like, hanging around, and they're having a good time, and they're chatting as their party and everything, and they're just like, yay, we did it, that's cool. Um, and they're about to check in with all their other teams that were supposed to be, um, going around and, and helping with the, with the witches thing, and that, cause they kind of, like, interrupted him in the forest, cause that's where Sloth and all of his fingers and the goons and stuff are hanging out. Is there, and, um, and they, they're in this clearing, and, uh, because they've, they've intercepted them before they could get to the village in the manor, because they're there a couple days early. 
Um, and uh, yeah, they kill Sloth and it's it's super easy. Um, and just as they thought that it was all wrapped up and clear and they could just brush it away and their hands on it, um, another Sloth attacks. Duh, duh, duh. And now they're like freaking out because they don't know how many Sloths there are. One thing that's hilarious is like some of the party members are like um, animal hybrids. One of the animals was a Sloth. Did you notice that? I did not. There's a sloth among the party, and sloth kills the sloth. <laughs> that's great. I don't know how I missed <laughs> great. that. that. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was just sitting there, and I was just like, is is that a so, sloth? Is that, is, somebody it, did that as a joke. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I feel animator. I feel you. Big I'm brain. with you. Like, I, I caught on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to go back and watch this now, just because again, like yep. I, I don't need the studio to get destroyed again. I just rebuilt it. I promise, oh God, anime yeah. gods. I'll watch it. I'll find out if it's real or not. Just, just don't. I'll find out. Yeah, uh, but that's that. This is a, another reason why I recommend watching this anime so many times. Is that there's so many little things like that in it. Just these little hidden jokes, um, like and little and moments that um, uh, foreshadow for like things to come um that you you don't get to see or like if you don't know what's going to happen then you can't see the foreshadowing mm. you know it's really really well done um but yeah they, they're basically <clears throat> freaking out because they don't know how many sloths there are there and they don't know um like what's going on um and subaru also like runs off into the forest for a bit because he's trying to like figure it out and draw them with him and um, Julius's little, we figure out that Julius is also a spirit user. Um, and he's got a little red spirit dude um, who uh, ends up going and like watching over Subaru while he's like running off in the forest doing Subaru things. Um, and uh, yeah, and then like they end up saving him and helping him. Um, so then that's pretty much episode 22 is just fight scenes and um, them discovering that there's more than one sloth and trying to figure out how to handle it. Um, and then episode 23 is um, a nefarious sloth. Um, and so they just, they're like, okay, we've got to get all of these fingers. All of these fingers may possibly be sloths. There may be like countless sloths. We don't know how many they are. We've just got to go on a murder spree. So they manage to kill all of the sloths, basically more fight scenes. Um, and uh, they, they're going into the, village the villages. They're trying to protect everyone in the village. Um Amelia actually got to um, use some magic. You actually got to see Amelia being a little bit cool because for a long time throughout this point, it's just been like, protect Amelia, protect Amelia, protect Amelia. And you're not actually getting to see her be a badass. And it's like, okay, well, she's like actually like a really good magic user. Like I, I want to see her be a badass, you know? And she got a little moment in this episode, which was nice. Um, but then, so they kill all of the sloths and, and uh, all of the different fingers and there's a party moment. Um, and then um, Subaru's like, oh, I don't feel so good. Um, and so he kind of steps away from the party a bit. Um, and uh, then him and Julius and what's his name? Felix. The, the man Felix. cat. Thank you. <laughs> The man cat. That, that um, legit thing is a woman until they're like, oh, yeah. no, no, he's a man. And at that time, like, yeah. Felix was, like, gnawing on Subaru's ear, like, just that, like, adorable little nibble. Oh, yeah. Which, if you didn't know, like, yeah. Felix was a man, you'd just be like, oh, that's adorable. And then, like, you find out, he's like, oh, God, get away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's it's pretty funny when you when you figure out that um, 
Felix uh, is is uh, a man. Felix is but, like, dressed also- like a girl. Like wears a dress the entire mm-hmm. time, and is even voice mm-hmm. acted. Like has a female voice actress, where it's just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's great. Uh, honestly, so like good. if they hadn't mentioned it, you would go through the whole thing thinking that that he's a, a woman. Um, but yeah, so so he's away with with Julius and Felix, um, and they're kind of like he's not feeling so good, and they're trying to like talk about plans and stuff like that. Um, and then all of a sudden, Subaru, his head tilts to the side, and his smirk goes all funny, and um, he starts talking like sloth dun, dun, um and so uh julius is like what's going on what's going on subaru fight it fight it fight it you need to like figure it out um and they're kind of panicking they don't know what to do and then you hear subaru's voice come through um just being like just kill me just kill me um like you have to you have to end it and then julius is like no we're not gonna we're not gonna kill you what are you talking about we're not gonna kill you and then um uh Felix ends up killing him. I, no, I like think. Felix, it's Felix like, right? uses like his power to like stun him, so that way Bellagius yes. can't get away. And so, yeah, like because Subaru, since Julius wasn't going to do it, he's like Felix, please, you have to. And at that point, yeah. like Julius and Felix are both just tearing up. Like they're like, no, yeah. like we do not want to do this. And at this point, I'm not gonna lie, yeah. I'm crying again because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you see, yeah. like Subaru. And- it- and Julius, like, begging, just having yeah. this really, like, it's not a sweet moment, but it is a sweet moment in a sense of Julius. Yeah, they're kind of getting over some of their stuff, like, they're, they're breaking some boundaries down at this point. And they've had a couple, like, I think them being in combat together and, like, killing all of the other fingers and everything gave them an appreciation for each other that they didn't previously have and gave Julius an appreciation for Subaru's talents. Because up until this point, Julius has just thought he's just some like full of himself dude like he doesn't have like he's not a fighter he doesn't have any and then he just goes and proclaims himself as as Amelia's knight like he's not qualified but then being in combat together made Julius realize that Subaru is actually really talented at um like managing people and knowing about the situation and all of that kind of stuff and and he obviously does have this gift that allows him to see the future but Julius doesn't know that so he just assumes that Subaru is like really good at reading the situation Mm. you know and so Felix stuns him to where he can't move, and Julius just like I'm mm-hmm. sorry, and cuts him down. I'm like I'm yeah. crying, like ah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is definitely a powerful moment. Um, but you you just rely on the fact that he's just going to respawn, you know? Oh yeah, but he also doesn't know like where he's going to have to respawn. Like I think it mentioned something Not- about like I'm going to have to fight the whale again. But yes. then he, I think, and that's where the episode ends. Yeah. So if you're watching that week to week, you're like, oh, oh my shit. God, yeah. Because like he could be back at the fruit stand and have to go and find everyone again. He could, because like that was the last checkpoint was the fruit stand. So he would have to get everyone back on board again. He would have to um, uh, go through all of the negotiations again. He would have to get the team together again. He would have to go out to find the white whale. He would have to fight the white whale. He would have to kill the white whale. He would then have to go through killing all, all of the fingers. He then doesn't know how to stop himself from also becoming sloth again because it's already happened. So he doesn't know his preparation for anymore. So it's like he could have to do all of that again. It's pretty intense. And I think another reason why I might have cried at this point. So this harkens back to in the first episode, how we talked about they have a tendency to forego 
like OPs and the ending credits. Yes. For like these reasons. And yeah. they switched OPs and EDs halfway through the season. Yeah. And the ending theme was just playing in the background of this moment. And it's just very like solemn and you can tell it's yeah. more of a ballad of a song and it yeah. just like it hits you in the feels like the way this show does its music and everything everything is just perfectly placed like i think all of the reviews that you read on my anime planet like everybody rates the music in a yeah. nine or above because it yeah. just everything fits there's nothing out of place and yeah it's, oh it's so good it is it's genuinely really really good um so then episode 24 um, is The Self-Proclaimed Knight and The Greatest Knight. Um, and uh, this is where you find out where Subaru resets. And he happens to reset in the woods um, just after the killing of the white whale. Um, so luckily he had another checkpoint, which was after the killing of the white whale. So you can kind of assume, if you think of this as a video game, um, the white whale was like a boss level um, and uh, he's now starting again for like another boss level. Um, so it's like he has to defeat one kind of boss per level for him to get past the checkpoint. And you can kind of see that all along because like in the first one, it, the fruit stand, it was um, the uh, lady who was trying to steal the, the who was trying to buy um, Amelia's Pinnet insignia. Yeah, insignia. Um, and then uh, for the second one, it is uh, the you mana just had to killing. Not die. <laughs> yeah, it's the mana killing. Um, and then uh, the third one would be um, the the white whale, I guess. And here's the thing about that: like in the general span of time that the show takes place, mm -hmm. I don't think it takes any longer than two weeks. No. Like it's 25 episodes, so therefore you spent six months of your life watching this show. Yeah. And it literally takes place over two weeks. Yeah, I show. think... Uh, I, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to do some calculations. It's probably a week per um, per boss. So probably four weeks. Because, um, well, like, it's a week at the manor. No, it's not a week because no. he's there for a day and he's asleep for two. So that makes three. Oh, it feels like months. He's, I think I've said multiple times throughout this. It's like six months, but it feels like it's yeah, such a long time. Yeah, and it's just like, it's going ham this entire time. Like, yeah. the anime does not stop. He's at the manor for four days. The fourth day is where the mob beast attack happens. Yeah. And that's yeah. where all of that happens. And yeah, then and then it's immediately three days after that, the they go whale. to the capital. They're at the capital. The fight happens. You don't happens. know how long they're at the capital for, though, after the manner and before the reset point because like all through the time when amelia is supposed to because they're there for a couple of days with amelia yeah so it's two days because they're there the first day and they're just kind of scouting around and right, i think yeah. subaru wants to go talk to reinhardt about something mm -hmm. and then the second day is where the royal selection calling happens yeah and then, and then subaru gets the shit kicked out of him and amelia then it's three heals days him. to the white whale yeah, because then they although technically immediately it's probably only one or two days because um, uh, they get there early. Yeah, so they get there early. So it takes place in about two to three weeks, and yeah. it's just like it goes ham. Yeah, it really Holy does. Shit, it goes it ham. feels like it's over such a long period of time. And the one thing that's really interesting about this is 
that it is like a repetitive anime in the sense that he is going back to a respawn point. Um, but nothing is the same. And it's always different. Like, you know what's going to come up, you know what's going to happen, but it is different every single time. And the way that and they manage to do to that. it adds to it every time. Like, exactly. every time it's so different to the point where, like, you can see Subaru, like, puts the pieces together slowly mm-hmm. to where by the time you get to this point in the anime, like, he is, like, they mentioned throughout the whole show, like, every dealing that he has with Betelgeuse. He asks him, like, are you pride? Yeah. Like, are you the Archbishop of Pride? And you truly see that at yeah. this point. Yeah. Like, Subaru is full of nothing but pride throughout the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, Subaru resets in the woods um, and then um, tells them. So they're all, like, sitting around a campfire, basically, talking about what they're going to do next about the um, uh, the fingers and about sloth. Um and uh, Subaru then starts making a new plan with them. Um, and then at the end of the plan, he says, um, so yeah, uh, just like um, Sloth can go into his fingers, um, I think he can also uh, go into me as well. Um, and uh, um, yeah, so then then it's like, uh, and then also um, at this point, like nobody else can see the hands, like, um, Sloth has the this ability of um what is it, the unseen hands, I think it's just called. Um, where it's just like these big black like shadows, basically. That and they can like reach like an immeasurable distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like they are incredibly powerful. Like they yeah. rip through trees, like they like tear people to shreds. Like yeah. they like you do not fuck with these hands. Yeah, yeah. I would uh, kind of consider them to be made of pure energy rather than like anything substantial because they do like come and go and disappear and fade out and stuff like that so yeah kind of like hands are made of energy um well mana i guess <laughs> same thing um and uh, but yeah uh subaru can see them and uh i think it's pretty clear that the reason why subaru can see them is because he's connected to the witch and um uh sloth is with his gospel his like bible i guess um is uh, trying to be the best disciple of the witch and is um, in love with her and thinks that if he um, does all of these things for her, then they will be able to be together. Um, and so he's basically like, um, but he's he is not the person that you see. He is um, a, a like a possessing i guess the person that you see so the person that you see is just like a body um and he's inside the body um and then this is kind of where you figure out that um the multiple sloths aren't really multiple sloths it's one sloth that is then repossessing bodies or i guess you kind of figured that out when it went into super at the end of the last one but it's kind of stated now um so then uh julius is like trying to fight sloth to kill him and whatnot um but obviously he can't see the hands um so then he uses one of his spirits to kind of possess subaru um and give them a connection between each other and they have a connection of all senses um so yeah sight see sound touch and smell um is that right sight yes like he can see like through all of like yeah sight smell i said sight see sound (laughs) i was like that's not right it's smell i forgot smell (laughs) No taste. I forgot taste. Yep, taste, feeling, all of it. Yep. I, I can't even remember my senses. Um, we know our science here we know on science. our anime podcast. We, I guess you could just say that I don't have any sense. 
<laughs> so yeah <laughs> yeah so then uh yeah julius is is um fighting um sloth through subaru's eyes um and then episode 25 is called that's all this story is about um and the fight with sloth using subaru's eyes continues um so they are uh basically they're they're not really sharing a body because they're both in their own separate bodies, but they're sharing all of their feelings. Um, and yeah, they're fighting sloth using the big old handsies and, and, uh, you really get to see like Julius go all out and see how talented of a knight he is. And that's pretty cool to see. Um, and, uh, yeah. So then they end up, um, killing sloth or at least they think they do. Da, da, da. But when Subaru goes to catch up with Amelia, um, uh, because okay yeah so they they try and kill uh, sloth all of this like rocks and stuff fall down on him and they're like high five we did it bro get out of my body um and it's kind of funny um so then um they go back to the village and they're like um all of the villagers have been evacuated oh yeah previously when i said that amelia got a moment to shine um it's because the village was super super prejudiced about her and um they uh, were like oh no she's a silver-haired elf half elf creature which is what the identity of the witch is supposed to look like so they were kind of like um assuming her ability and like personality and stuff based on the fact that she looked like the witch um and she was trying to like get them all out and get them to safety but they wouldn't listen um so then within this kind of uh life subaru made it seem like she was the one who was like helping out all of the villagers and um, he kind of set it up like she doesn't know that he's around she still thinks that he's at the capital um, and he set it up to where um the kids would go with her and um she was helping them get out and um yeah and, the, and in the previous life you got to see her use her ice powers and be kind of badass and protect some of the villagers and it was really cool but unfortunately that life didn't last because of course sloth then went into subaru but yeah um, back to now, um, Subaru thinks that they've killed Sloth, um, he and Ju- Julius goes back to the village to help them all, and then um, Subaru realises that there were some explos- explosives in her, like, cart, um, and he knows that he- her and all of the kids are in her cart together, um, and he's like, oh shoot, we've got to get those exp- explosives, explosives out of her cart. So he books it um, to her car. He's like riding on one of the dogs, I think. I don't know. I can't remember what he's. No, he hopped in a cart with oh, Otto. Right. Yes, thank you. Because <laughs> Otto got caught. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they thought, because for some reason, Otto was in the area in this life. They they never explained why. But so Otto was in the area and they have him tied up. But he's like, hey, I can take you wherever you need to go as long as you buy all this stuff but Subaru's like okay okay fine whatever because apparently Otto's ground dragons were like super yeah. quick and Otto also has the divine protection of like being able to see through all of the animals and everything yes. so he knows the quickest route to get to Amelia yeah. so they yeet through the forest like they are taking shortcuts they're destroying bridges they're, they're off going cliffs. off yeah. like yeah like basically vertical yeah. like that drop is so steep it's vertical yeah yeah um, oh, and Subaru had also, when they killed Sloth, Subaru actually grabbed his gospel and pocketed it. Um, so yeah, so they had to, like run into Amelia's cart to get those explosives out of there. 
Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so Subaru, like, jumps into her, um, uh, no, that as they're running, then, um, Sloth kind of, like, picks up again, and you see him, like, flying on his hand, um, and he's, like, trying to attack them, and, and Subaru's, like, trying to deal with Sloth, but of course Sloth's attracted to him because he smells like the witch, and he's got his gospel now, and Sloth wants his gospel back. Um, and, uh, so he can, like, trace him because he smells like the witch, but, uh, and he's, like, following him. Um, and so he's, like, trying to, like, fend him off while Otto is, like, uh, going through the forest and, and Subaru's, like, don't look back. And Otto's, like, what's back there? And Subaru's, like, don't look back. And Otto's, like, but now I'm curious. I want to look back. And he's, like, don't look back. It's funny. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, so then, um, uh, uh, Subaru gets to Amelia's cart. He grabs the explosives and jumps out. Oh, but between this point, Amelia was like holding on to the children. She's like, "It's okay, it's okay, it's okay." Um, and uh, the children are like, um, "No, we can't show that we're scared. We can't show that we're scared." And she's like, "Why? Why can't show? Why can't you show that you're scared?" And they're like, "Because Subaru made us promise that we would protect you." And um, and then they're like, "Oh shoot, we weren't supposed to tell you that." And so now Amelia knows that Subaru is involved. Um, so then she sees him just, like, yeet himself onto his, onto her cart, um, pick up some floorboards and, like, pull this sack out from the floorboards and then just yeet away. And she's just like, huh? Um, and, uh, and so then she's like, Subaru! And she's, she wants to go after him, but he is just on this, um, ground dragon. He's just, like, going off into distance and, um, Sloth is, like, behind him, like, um, and they have like a fight scene, the car gets on fire, there's like uh multiple things like that. Um and uh I don't really know how it happens. Um So this is before Subaru and Amelia meet up. Like they are about to leave. Oh the right, yeah, yeah. And so whenever Sloth got crushed, he got like he uses the unseen hand to turn himself into this like giant fucking man spider yeah, it's thing. Weird. Like, really disgusting. And he is about to catch up to him. And Otto's cart is full of a bunch of oil. Yes. So oh, Subaru, yeah, yeah. like, throws all the pots on him and, like, him douses fire. him in oil. Yeah. Uh, does it- <laughs> and Subaru's still covered in, or he still has, like, Julius's flame spirit yes. with him. The little red dude. And so he, yeah, so he throws the uh, gospel at Betelgeuse to get him to stop. He writes he something on it, doesn't he? uses the... Yeah, I think he like he might write his own name yeah. in the thing because at this point he's never told Sloth what his actual name yeah. is. And so he writes his name into the book and he's like, your death is right here, yeah. throws it. And so Sloth reaches up to grabs it. Subaru uses the uh, flame spirit to set yeah. him on fire. And because of that, Sloth gets his hand caught up in the wheel yes. of the cart and gets Sucked smushed. Under. Yeah, gets smushed. Um and uh yeah that was that was a really cool scene i will say that the the oil didn't just come out of nowhere that is kind of a running gag throughout the anime for a couple of episodes now because that's the reason why otto keeps popping up everywhere is because he's a merchant that is trying to sell this oil that he bought way too much of and all of the other merchants are laughing at him because why would he buy oil like that much oil so that's the reason why all the oil is in his car like it was pre-set up um 
And uh, yeah, so then Subaru catches up with Amelia. He gets the explosives out of her cart and you see him run to the tree that had crushed the white whale because now they're like out in the clearing again um, out from the forest and you see him like run towards the the tree and you see Amelia kind of stop her car and she's like looking out there and watching him and he's just booking it into this um, tree and like she doesn't know what's in the bag she just knows there's a bag and then he goes there and he throws it into the tree and then there's a huge explosion um, and uh, then you don't really see anything. Um, and then you just see Amelia just like running into the, um, rubble from everything that's happened from the, from the explosion. Um, and you don't know if, oh shoot, this is gonna, like, it's gonna end, like, the series is gonna end on a respawn. Like, you're like, I don't, we don't know what's gonna happen. Um, and, uh, then you see her like run up to him and she's holding him. Um, and, uh, Amelia, uh, she runs up to him and he confesses um, his love um, and oh, yeah, 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 that's in the cart. He grabs the explosives and then says, I love you, and then hops out and runs away. Um, yeah, so he confesses his love in the three seconds that he's in the cart. Um, yeah, so he carries the explosives off. Um, he is injured in the um, explosion, but um, Amelia helps him because she's a healer. Um, she's not super powerful, but she's like decent at healing, so she helps him. And then there's a really cute ending scene where they're both sitting on a hill, and um, he I think he gets another lap pillow. Oh, yeah, because whenever yeah. the explosion goes off, <clears throat> like his ground dragon, Patrice, shields him, him. Yeah. for the most part but he gets knocked unconscious he gets yeah it's banged like um up. how to train your dragon kind of yeah with hiccup yeah and so he wakes up and he's like he's still deaf and he can't really see so it's like his senses slowly come back to him and he's like yeah. wait judging by amelia's voice judging the softness under my head yeah he says this a lot loud yeah he's like Oh no. <laughs> he realizes lap pillow. The lap yeah. pillow is the one running occurrence throughout this entire show. It's funny. Like, it's funny. I think he's gotten to use just about all of the main supporting characters as a lap pillow. Yeah. He's got to use Puck, got to use Rim, got to use Felix. And yeah. now he gets to use Amelia for like the third or fourth time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so um, just he gets his own confession scene since Rim got hers out earlier in the show. And she's like, I don't know what I've done to deserve any of this. Like, why? And yeah. she like goes off about all this stuff about her. Like, I'm a half elf. I'm a silver haired half, uh, half elf. I can speak. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, and he just lists off this whole bunch of stuff that he loves about her. And he's like. I don't care like how many things you come up with. I'll give you like 200 fold of whatever you say. And he's like, I, you don't need to give me an answer right now, but he's like, I know what your answer is going to be anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's really cute, but also kind of assuming. Um, <laughs> but yeah, oh, yeah. Real, you know. real assuming. Very yeah, assuming. He, but again, that's also where you get that hint of him being pride because like he's, he's like, okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's really cute and uh, it is a, it is a sweet little scene. Um and it's it's a sweet scene in the fact that you can see that um genuinely wants to build her up as a person uh because she's obviously very insecure and um very like beaten down from all of the people just being like you are um like a half elf like nobody wants you around. 
and uh and he's he then takes that time to just be like um no like you are important you're special and uh i love you and it's a really cute little scene oh yeah absolutely cute and that's like that's how the show ends like it ends on that ends on that so even though the second season got delayed until july at this point i am i am so excited like i'm beyond so excited excited for this oh it's gonna be good yeah, I'm genuinely really excited. I, I I need to learn more about the candidates. Like that is the big thing that I want to learn more about is the 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 dragon situation. Um, about the um the lord whatever his name is who's uh, supposed to be the most powerful magician. He wants to kill the dragon, and then you've also got the witch who we haven't met at this point. We don't even really know what she looks like. We can assume that she looks like Amelia, but like we don't know. Well, you um, get like little like tiny glimpses throughout the yeah. show. But yeah, the first but- real glimpse you see of her is in one of the key visuals for the second season. And I sent yes. you both of those. So that's kind of yeah. one of the talking points that I'd yeah. come up with to talk about at mm-hmm. the end of the actual review. So mm-hmm. the first one I've come up with is Subaru was summoned to that world by the witch. Yes. And he's constantly being referred to as pride. Yes. So I'm curious as to how that's going to come into play later on yeah. in the show. Yeah. And I, I'm actually curious about that as well. I'm curious about the, the, the seven sins. I'm curious about um, whether or not Sloth is actually dead or if um, they're going to, um, like, make – if she's going to make another one. Because to me, it seems like she's collecting sins. And, um, yeah, if she's lost one, I feel like she would – Bring it back? I don't well, know. Technically, she's lost two because she lost the whale. And Glutty, then yeah. she lost uh, Betelgeuse as well. So yes. it's more or less almost like a hunt for sins, in a sense. Yeah. If yeah. they decide to kind of take it that route, and we already kind of, or like I said, I have a theory about greed with it being yeah. Anastasia. But also, another thing, if you look at one of the key visuals I sent you, and to everybody listening at home, you can pull up the key visuals online. But it's a, and this is for the second season, but it's Amelia looking like she's looking behind herself in a scornful manner at Subaru. Yeah. And Subaru's still in his tracksuit holding his bag of goodies. And not only that, but at the start of the episode, she even calls herself Satella to just a random stranger who she's never met that has been trying to help her this entire time. Yeah. So I'm also kind of curious, how is that? Going yeah, to come she's got to have. Oh, okay. Theory: Puck and um, uh, Satella are her parents. That's a. And she's not half human. Like, mm. like she's a quarter human, and half spirit, and then a quarter that elf. That very well could be possible, because and also I want Puck's backstory as well, because we realize that Puck yeah. is one of Amelia's parents, so it's not exactly explained who it is, and then Beatrice the. Lolly Librarian is Puck's sister. So I kind of want more background on all of this because they just give you enough to like get you invested in the characters and then they leave it. So you could definitely tell they kind of left it for a second season. Yeah, there's a lot that you don't know about. And just the the idea that, I mean, if, if Satellia, if the witch, um, like, why would she give him the ability to go back in time but set the checkpoints to kill her other minions? It might be random, in a sense, or she could be testing him 
Because it could be like That's a setup I think. I think of, that- you know, like using Amelia mm-hmm. as the vessel for her to come in and then yeah. Subaru being like her, you know, I guess, husband, like a setup. Yeah, because he's yeah. so in love with her. So it very well could turn yeah. into that kind of so situation. So it could be like, well. Which I think would be cool. Yeah. Like, so I would does that mean be that- down for that being a plot point at some point just to like really see everything. I agree. Well, if they're going to continue on the emotional trauma of Subaru, then making him kill Amelia, who has been possessed by the witch, sounds like a good Either that or she becomes possessed and he has to decide whether to kill her or kill himself because he won't know. Because throughout the show, if he's like, gonna have he another keeps saying, like, I don't know if I'll get another checkpoint because of this. So he yeah. never knows. Like, every time he does it, he's taking a risk. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. I think that there is... There's genuinely so much that that they could do with it. And there's so many holes in the story that need to be filled. There's just so many questions that it's almost hard to form ideas because there's no grounding mm. for those ideas. There's just so much that is yet to be explored. So I'm really excited to see kind of where they're going to go and where they're going to take it. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, so what would you say were your favorite parts of the construction of the anime? So... The world building is fascinating because it starts off seeing me like it's going to be very generic. And then very quickly, it like shows you that it's not going to be like with the situation with the ruler trying to select a new one with all the different royal candidates with the dragon who they've left very little about. So there's still a whole lot to go on. The magical beings seem like they're treated as equals. So that's yeah. really cool because typically you see some sort of, you know, contention between them. So yeah. that's awesome to see. And also, like, you get little allusions to, like, whenever Rem was having her confession, they had talked about running away to the land that Anastasia is from. So I want yes. to kind of see the different areas in the land. So, yeah, like road a road trip. trip, like visit all these different areas. Yeah. To kind of expand yeah. on the world a little bit. They left just enough to make you really curious. Because it is a little generic. Yeah. But they built up enough to get you enticed into everything. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just the, the the dynamic of the abilities of the witch that is kept a secret is fascinating. Um, because like she's controlling everything. But yet... For an entire season, you know nothing about her. It's fascinating. It's like not many stories could pull oh, that yeah, off. Absolutely. And she's like puppeteering everything. Oh, yeah. it's and insane. it's like, it's her handprints mm. all over it. But at the same time, it's not. Everything feels oh, yeah. natural and it's fluid, even though it's mm-hmm. literally, mm-hmm. it's all just based around Subaru. Like, because every time he resets, yes. like, nobody has any residual effects even puck and beatrice who are spirits and like very very powerful spirits remember nothing although then again beatrice might like she kind of gives like hints throughout it but it's never like fully explained so that's kind of why i want more background on beatrice I, I do as well, because I never really got the idea as to whether or not she didn't remember, mm-hmm. or if she did, and she never states either way. So, and it, like, if she does remember, why did she not say, I remember? I mean, I think it's just because Subaru annoys the ever-loving hell out of her. <laughs> yeah, but she also has a soft spot for him. Like, he, he annoys her, but, like, you can see that she does kind of, 
appreciate yeah, him. It's, it's really interesting. And if you want like a little bit of extra dynamic mm-hmm. between the two, Country Roll has a show that's coming out this season called Isekai Quartet. And so it literally follows all the characters from ReZero, Konosuba, Overlord, and uh, Tonya the Evil. And so, mm-hmm. like, they all get transported into, like, a modern-day high school, and they all have to go to school. <laughs> so you get to see interactions mm-hmm. between all of them, and you get to see, like, little bitty, like, character moments between them that I'm not sure oh. if it'll be canon or not. I really hope so, because it's just really cute little interactions, and everybody keeps their personalities, voice <laughs> actors, the whole nine yards. So it's oh, really cool, fun. and I really hope that there's some sort of continuity there. But, um... Yeah, yeah. So, but there's a lot that they can kind of go off with that relationship with Beatrice and whatnot. Now, here's my last talking point I have yes. for you. Okay. Who is best girl and why is it Rim? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Rim. It's Rim. Um, yeah, that is one thing that I will say about the anime is that while, um, like, during the whole segment of The White Whale, beforehand like pretty much as soon as Amelia goes back to the manor from then to the very end within the last like three episodes you'd forget about Amelia yeah but here's the thing like (laughs) Like and then you forget about Rim like as soon as the situation with the white whale is over with like Subaru tells her to go back to the capital with Miss Crochet because she's like, you're injured. You need to go back, have Felix heal you or get healed at the Capitol because Felix comes with them. So they're just like, no, no, you go back. You're exhausted. I can handle everything. And then she's not mentioned again. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I'm so saddened by this. Like Rim goes from being like a very minor role supporting character to main character and then yeeted. Completely from existence. Yeah. Well, and Amelia does as well, because she is main character. Then when Rem becomes main character, she gets yeeted. And then when Rem gets yeeted again, Amelia and comes I back. Think- but even then, not as not as intensely as other characters, because then Julius kind of fills the perspective of, like, supporting yeah, role. And then, but also it's, I think a lot of that has to do, again, with the grand scheme of things. No time passed from the time that Rim left. Yeah, yeah he fell in love yeah. quick. But I mean, like, Rim yeah. left, and then all that shit happened with yeah. Metal Goose, the final battle, and it, yeah, same, day. same day. And yet it took four same episodes day. to do that. Like, it just goes by so yeah. quick to where for us, it feels like a fucking yeah. lifetime. But for them, no time has passed. Yeah, yeah no, because that's the... It's, um, they go to see the white whale, they fight the white whale, they go to fight Sloth, they fight Sloth, they defeat Sloth, uh, Subaru goes to find, um, Amelia, Subaru explodes the, the tree, Subaru confesses love all on the same day. Like, episodes 18 through 25 take place in a 24-hour time span. Yeah. Like, that is nuts. That is unreal. Yeah. Because so much happens. Like, you even get a death in between. Yeah. And all that takes place in 24 hours. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. So no, good. It's, it's intense. It's a, it's a, it's genuinely very, very intense. And it's, it doesn't feel like it takes place over a couple of weeks. It feels like it takes place over, like, six months. Yeah, like, it just, oh, it feels like it takes forever. Yeah. But, but it, it doesn't, like, 
get boring in that. It doesn't feel like, oh my god, this is taking forever. It feels like so much has happened that it surely can't have happened in one day. Yeah, because there are other shows. Like, you can tell the director of this show previously worked on The Melancholy of Hari Suzumiya. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't, no. But, so, it has that trope of Groundhog Day. Like, things get repeated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But here's where, and I love The Melancholy of Hari Suzumiya. It is a really good anime. It is a very smart anime. Mm -hmm. And yet, whenever it repeats itself, whenever it has its Groundhog Day moments, like... It is literally the same episode repeated. I shit you not. Really? The same episode gets repeated for eight fucking episodes. Dude. Eight of them. Like, I believe it's called the Hateful Eight or something like that. Yeah. Like, but it is the smallest, most minute of details that gets changed every time. And yet on this one, like, so you can kind of see the similarities. Like if you realize that he directed both of them and it hit me whenever I did the, the research for this Mm -hmm. episode to look into the director, I was like, oh my God, like it's a reoccurring theme. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. But this one did it so much better to where every time he died and reset, he learned something. He gained something from it. Yeah. To where the melancholy of Hari Suzumiya, it's just like. The main character is oblivious to this. Like, he relives the same day over and over again. Never clicks what's going on until, like, the last one. And it's, like, something that he barely notices. It Like, just a really odd sense of deja yeah. vu. Weird. Ugh. Okay, so. Sorry. No, go tangent. Ahead. Had to uh, be done. <laughs> but I was just going to ask, do you think that you are going to pick up the manga or light novel um, and give yourself a read? If the light novel is translated, I will 100% do it. I know the manga is translated because it's on Manga Rock. Mm -hmm. So I'll definitely give it a look. The light novel, I didn't see anywhere that it was translated. So I don't know if I'll actually be able to do that until I learn Japanese. And not only learn (laughs) Japanese, but learn to read Japanese. Unless that bullshit meme that I... (laughs) Like the bullshit meme that I sent you about... uh, like the contact lenses that'll be able to like subtitle yes. stuff. Oh my God, if yeah. that is true, I would uh, I would buy all of the light novels. I would have them shipped over here. Oh yeah, if that's true, then I'm going to stop practicing kanji. <laughs> you wouldn't even have to practice. You no. would just get automatic subtitles. Yeah, I'm like that's good. I'm good with that. I'm good. With- I just learned to speak it. Like I I I wouldn't need to read it now. Um, but yeah, uh, I I definitely feel like I want to grab hold of the light novel. Um, I will see if I can find it when I'm out in Japan. I'll see if I can get my handsies on it. Hopefully by then I can read a little bit more of Japanese uh, that I can do now. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm working Just on remind me to send you a bunch of money so you can like yes, bring me back yeah. statues and everything. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, uh, I'm allowed two free suitcases on my flight. So one suitcase is going empty. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, all of the souvenirs. All of the souvenirs. I'm gonna get gotcha pardon for days. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, I definitely think that I will try and get my hands on the light novel. Um, and uh, I think that probably with season two, you're gonna be more likely to see English translations of the light novel um, because obviously it's it's going to only increase in popularity if it's anything like the um, well writtenness. Fantastic grammar of uh, this episode. I definitely think of this season. Um, we're definitely going to see a pickup in views of, um, of yeah, of, of this anime because it's really, really well done. I do think that it um, takes the poor reputation of an isekai and um, does well with it. So yeah, 
Please with that. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So, how would you rate this anime? Like overall, what would you rate it? <laughs> hmm. Um, from my binge watching of this anime in forty eight hours, um, I <laughs> would <laughs> I would probably give this anime um like an eight, an eight out of ten. I think it's really, oh, really, really, yeah. I think it's really, really good. Um, I do think that um, I, I, I don't know. I think maybe it was just part of the like the thing that I watched it in forty hours and watched it so so quickly. I think the writing is so so good, um, and I'm really like if it if it was a, like I'm sure the light novel is fantastic. I probably give that like a ten out of ten. I don't know, um, mm. but there are bits in it like the cringe that I just cannot handle. Um, <laughs> Um, I was like that. That that's gonna dock points. Yeah, the unnecessary dick noises. Unnecessary cringe. Um, and um, sometimes Subaru is super annoying in the fact that you're just like, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Like, what are you thinking? Like, how do you not notice this? Um, yeah. So those are the two points I'm gonna duck down from. Deduct from. What about you? So typically, I'm not even one to give half points, but this time I'm gonna break my rule even further. Oh. I give it a nine point eight. Oh. It's- like the fact that he was like a little bit slow on picking things up. Yeah. It does bother me a little bit, Just but at touch. the same time, like this dude died. Yes. Like, and he yeah. fully experiences that trauma and yeah. remembers that trauma. Like yeah. this dude can remember and feel yes. every single time that he died. Yeah. I really think that they did the, the trauma well. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give it a pass on mm-hmm. that and just. Like, I can't give it a 10 because it's not 100% perfect. Because of Rem. But my, <laughs> yes, because of Rem. My God. If the show, had, if Rem and Subaru had ran away together and all of that, solid 10 out of 10. I wouldn't watch another anime. My heart would be fulfilled. Everything <laughs> would be done. I could die a happy some bitch. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Sorry, the Southern came out in me for a second. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> um, I think it, it would be... Um, I think they could have, uh, if they wanted to, if obviously they're, they're trying, they wanted more episodes, they wanted to extend it. This is not the story, but like, it would have been very, very interesting if they had just, if Rem had just said, okay. And then they had just like ran off together. And then you just see them like setting up their lives and then the anime ends. And it's like, you don't know what happened to Amelia. You don't know. And you just see him like recovering from his trauma slowly over the years. And they just accept the fact that they just, and like Rem let her sister die and like all of that. And it's just like, they just go off and live their own life. It would be a very interesting and shocking ending. No, no. So here's an idea. Episode 18 should have been that. Like they go through all about that. Subaru dies and dies of old age, and then and then resets. Yeah, right. At that I actually thought that that might happen. Like I thought that while I was watching it, I was like, yeah, yeah, he's gonna die of old age, and then they're gonna reset. Yeah, like uh, if they had given me that, I would have been, I would have been so happy. That would have been intense. Yeah, like that would have broken my ever loving heart. But my god, that would have been so good. Yeah, but. Yeah, 9.8. Like, I absolutely adore everything about it. Obviously, I've said before, it's in my top three anime mm-hmm. of all time. Like, it is so beautiful, so well done. Mm-hmm. But we'll find out in the next episode what gets a solid 10 out of 10 from me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this the coming up next for our next episode is Brad's favorite anime of all time. One that he nearly shot me because I hadn't seen before. And so he sat me down and made me watch it. And um, I cried like a little baby the entire way through. To be fair, Blue did the same with me with Kids on the Slope. I did. So we're even. We are even. 
But yeah, so next episode is your line, April. Yes. I am so excited to talk about it. I'm more excited than I was about this episode episode because oh your line april so good i'm so excited to talk yeah, about it yeah. i can't wait so be ready for next week because yes. it's gonna be so good oh yeah oh, i'm yeah. so excited yeah brad is for sure gonna be taking the lead on the episode telling when it comes to your line april because i'm just yeah. i'm just gonna i get to step out of the supporting role you, can, <laughs> you are not in the supporting role <laughs> It's like getting out of the friend zone, but instead of the friend zone, I'm out of the supporting role. I get to be the lead. I get to be the main character for once. Look at me, mom. Aren't you proud? Hey, I'm the one with colorful hair. That makes me the main character. Duh. Or it just makes you like the side supporting oh, character. Oh, yeah. Because now Who I- has like super crazy hair, but like no powers. Yeah. Now I don't even have that crazy of hair anymore. I don't know. Your hair's crazier than mine. I think I need yeah, to just leave Uncle Sherman. You know what? You're right. Yeah. But yeah, you know what? You're right, though. But right, I should though. dye it pink. That way I could. A pink beard. That way I could get super amazing powers. I've dyed my actual hair pink before, back whenever I actually had hair. Yeah. So I think it's time to dye the pink. Yeah. Like, I think it's time I leave Uncle Sherman in the past and dye my beard pink yeah. and become the best Brad that I can be. Yeah. Become the anime uh, protagonist of your dreams. Exactly. And then get ridiculed by society for the rest of my life. Yep. Well, why not? (laughs) (laughs) It's my lifelong dream. It's your life. Life's too short not to have fun hair. Exactly. If only I had hair. Oh, you got face hair. I can't have that. I don't know, though. We've seen you with a beard. I've seen that photo. (laughs) Yeah, but it wasn't real. I want so real facial you, hair. Look, you temporarily had a fake beard, so you are on my level. So you know what? You're right. I bow down. You are officially the goddess. You are Kamisama. I am sorry. You're the main character. Let me just slip back into my <laughs> side supporting role where I belong. Go Menasai. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving you on that, that is where we're going to end things today. Um, I am your goddess. Bow down to me. Um, <laughs> I am your ruler. Oh, God, this you... is going to go to my head. Um, <laughs> like it's not already big enough already. <gasps> Rude. Rude. Just kidding. Just kidding. I, I promise. I don't think that all of the time. <laughs> just just 99% of the time. Uh, but yeah, that is where we're going to end it for today, guys. So thank you guys so, so much for listening. We do very much appreciate it. We do have an Instagram and a Twitter. Um, so if you would like to follow us on there, it is um, at BNB anime for both um where we will post updates about the new episode releases about um what we're doing in our day-to-day lives um and brad is also an artist so you can go check out some of his uh incredible work over on the instagram but yeah i think you can follow the goddess on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash blue lavender you can also follow her on twitter and instagram at blue lavender stm And you can also follow her adorable pup, yeah. Tilly, at the, the best Tilly Bean. I've lost it. The, be- the, best, the best Tilly, Tilly Bean. Bean. That's right. I was going to go for that. I was like, ah, it's <laughs> probably wrong. But also, the secret cactus Instagram popped about hands like, 
the adorable Tilly Bean. No, I was like, nope, yeah, that's yeah. So, yeah, Brad runs an Instagram uh, purely of cactus pics. It's a fun time. Uh, it is at the adorable prick, which is hilarious. Um, so if you want to go and laugh at some cacti pictures, um, drop him a follow. He's also um, at Brad Carter Gaming on both Instagram and Twitch, so you can find him under those. Um, and I think that is the end of the plugging. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that wraps up everything. So thank you all so much for listening. I about said watching. This is not a stream. There is no video (laughs) to this. But yeah, thank you all for listening. I greatly appreciate it. And we will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.